welcome ready for anything coming for us. to Fate Moon Archive. This new year, Ben, are we really ready for what lies ahead of us? A podcast boat. Do you think that we're going to make it, Ben? Waiting through 20 Are we going to be able to continue this podcast? No, this life? Years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. I ran out of things to say, but I think I did pretty good there for a bit. My pronouns are Fay Fair, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. Today! Uh, ben, are we really going to keep that intro? We're starting DDD. Okay, I guess we're keeping that intro. A novel series written by Nasu that is technically ongoing, but with no sign of Volume 3 anytime in the near future. I'm sorry, this is ongoing? First, however... You really aren't answering me. We have some tea to sip. And some 2023 to wrap up to talk about. It's your ET time. We should. You kept a straight face for so long during that. I'm really impressed. Ah, uh, that is probably our most incomprehensible intro to date. Everyone knows why we're here. Although this why? is anything. Okay, I need to turn you up. I guess it must be like something about Discord also being open boosted our volume. Some of the sound waves. Uh, can you hear me now? Is it looking good? You're still a little quiet. Let me... Oh, right. Well, I can't. I don't know. I fussed with my microphone. Wait. Don't touch fucking anything. Oh, that... Okay, yes. Yes, that makes a... way more sense. That's, yeah. that's way better. Uh, I had some problems while recording with Marin. Mm. Uh... And it was very, it was kind of embarrassing because I was just like sloppily fiddling with my mic while Marin's sitting there. And I'm like, usually I have fun for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, not prepared at all. Speaking of 2023 wrap up, how was your holiday, Ben? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Were we speaking of 2023 wrap up? I'm so sorry. We're covering uh, DDD today, folks. Uh, I don't know if I recommend reading it. The translation's really poor. Yes. But first, well, we're in Yuri Tea time right now. We can talk about DDD when we get there. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure that uh, the main thing we are here to cover was spoken aloud <laughs> again outside of our botched introduction that you refused to re-record. I don't, don't think it's a botched introduction, Ben. All of our podcasts are performance pieces. <laughs> it's really... This is art, Ben. Yes. We're artists together creating a glorious masterpiece. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're going to pin this to the wall of a gallery. <laughs> I need to turn myself down. I'm too loud. Now you're too loud. If we seem extra punchy, it's because we don't have any guests today, by the way. We don't have any guests, and it's, like, weirdly early to record. Yeah. It's not that much earlier than we usually... Oh, shit. Fuck. Fen just punted a seltzer across her desk, but it wasn't open, so it's okay. Um, it also... I also accidentally hit the scroll wheel on the... Oh, did I hit control scroll? <laughs> That's weird. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. If we're weirdly punchy, it's it's at least in part because we don't have any guests. We're also like earlier than usual because we didn't have a guest to like schedule time with. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's weird vibes today, is what I'm saying. It's been a weird year, also. Also, it's been a weird year, and this morning we found out that Avi Mujica 
is not the anime. This uh, the to be clear, the sequel to uh, Bang Dream. It's my go. But one of the best anime of the year last year. The best or second best anime. Tied for first best anime of last year. Um, uh, is not airing until next year. Which means that 2024 is already just, just a waste, a waste. Year for you. It's going to be an election year. We're going to have to worry about like that in the US. Uh, we... Ch- Really should just pack it up and it's try again next year. year. Over the holidays, fun. you wait, had wait, COVID. Wait, wait, wait. You drinking anything fun? Oh, right. Yes, I am. I had. Uh, Besides, I'm still like that. You punted across the desk. I'm still making my way through a delicious green tea that once in future guest and uh, uh, Tensai Bishojo Cat Girl Marin gave to me, um, and. Along with that were notes that, like, it would go well with, uh, like, a fresh uh, lettuce salad. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, I went to the farmer's market mm-hmm. because I don't know if the bakery was open because their site is down. Oh. Um, or it's, like, showing a, like, WordPress, like, uh, uh, template page right oh, now. Oh, no. I hope they're okay. <laughs> uh, I think that, oh, right. Yeah, they're moving into another location. Oh no! Um, the the violet. Uh, uh, they're moving like bagels. two doors down. Oh okay. <laughs> I was worried that the 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 bagel and uh, gluten free treats combo was going to be dead. No, no. Um, so I went to the farmers market this morning because I was like, I don't want to get there and then like them not be open, and so I don't get anything in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got some fresh, like a fresh salad mix and some fresh baby arugula. And had that along with tea this morning, and that was just delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Ben? I can see some chalky milk. I've got chalky milk, and don't worry, folks, I've cut it with some regular milk because it was a little too rich. Mm. <laughs> and I do. Time comes for us all. <laughs> I do also have a seltzer here that I may or may not partake of. The problem is, is that I and. Along with along with the salad for breakfast, I also had um, some muesli mixed into some maple Greek yogurt, um, which I also picked up at the farmer's market. Uh, and that was like so good that I didn't want to eat or drink anything else. I'm just like basking in the in the delicious breakfast that I had. You're so funny. Ben is laughing at yet, me. But I did have a late dinner, so I should be fine. I might get barbecue today. Oh. I'm doing an eyebrows thing. It's listeners. A weirdly like food themed focused Yuri Tea Time so far. There's also a a, a possibly big d- snowstorm descending on our city, mm. <laughs> on our fair city tomorrow. So we need to uh eat while we can. <laughs> mhm. Okay. Okay. For all together this year. Let's do your end your end wrap up is going to take us a long time. Uh our our altogether discussion may very well be longer than the game that we played. <laughs> you know, I told uh, Heather, my my very brave wife, Heather, <laughs> uh, yesterday that we didn't have a guest for the first time in a while, and I was like, "So the episode's going to be?" She said, "Twice as long as usual." <laughs> I said, "No," <laughs> um. and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Just like two things." And then I remembered that we were supposed to do year end wrap up too, and I was like. I just didn't say that part. Was uh-huh. like, it's definitely going to be a short episode. <laughs> it probably will be. It probably will be. But we played 
Adagio. Adagio. think fan thumbs up or thumbs down this is a banger this is kind of a good one right uh i i was like debating i was like okay uh on vndb i use a five point scale uh one to five rating vndb has 10 levels and i was like so you only do even numbers yes basically uh well i was like is this a seven it is good but I think I have to rate it an eight because if I had to choose between three and four stars, I think I go four. Interesting. Because it's just like it. It okay. This game four minutes long. So short. There's like three images in the whole game. Yeah, and it rules. <laughs> uh, it's just like one song, three images. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's about a composer who, uh, like one day sees a death. At the very least, hard of hearing. Like, extremely hard of hearing. It's a little unclear what's going on with um, yeah. Uh, dancer. Um, just, like, dancing in an empty amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And immediately falls in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the composer, like, composes him a song. The dancer, that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they perform together. And that's it. And it's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I I like, I like the art a lot. It's I like, like the art. It feels like um, the uh, the the stuff for the I too th- saw dreams through the air. The the birdcage one. It's mm-hmm. got a similar like vibe to that. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, a little more like, and I don't have. I'm not a, a like art person, art major. I guess. Um, Excuse me. I have a degree. I'm not a major in anything. <laughs> um what i what i'm what i'm saying graduate it, if uh, uh like graduate in the graduated sense not in the graduate degree sense i too saw dreams through the air uh that's like watercolory, mm-hmm. and this feels a little more like oil painty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah that's all sorry <laughs> i was like i'm like that's not oil paint but i take <laughs> your i take your I know it's not like uh-huh. you don't have the like three D ness of an oil paint, uh-huh. but but it does feel like like oil painter voice. It's not <laughs> <laughs> okay. The you get what I'm going for though, yeah. right? It it has that vibe more so than like watercolor, but it is similarly like kind of uh, indistinct. 
I guess. That's not quite yeah, the yeah, word. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah, like stylistically wise, right? Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of like uh, heavy brush strokes and no line work, like yeah. painted looking. Digitally painted, but still. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it? Let's see. Let's see. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is a game about about love and creativity and not being able to reach people mm-hmm. despite that right what i really like about this is um the composer like is so enraptured by the dancer that uh they go into this like uh i said he kind of had the vibe of boys love welcome to boys love archive <laughs> it is a weirdly like boys love heavy uh episode for it us be. it will be uh, though I don't think the gender is ever confirmed for uh... VNDB says male, which I assume mean is based on the personal pronoun. Yeah, that's my guess. Like I didn't go find a copy in Japanese to download to confirm. That would that, probably be but... a lot of work. Um... No, no, no. So the the composer is like totally enraptured by this guy. Uh, it doesn't. It's not really clear how long he's there. The dancer is part of like a traveling dance troupe or something like that. I think the composer asks that. He yeah. doesn't get an answer. Yeah. They only speak once at the very end. We don't see what the words are, yes? No. Uh-huh. no. Also fantastic. But uh, I like the the dancer like doesn't really talk to the composer at all, right? He yeah. just dances. So they can uh-huh. only communicate through uh, like one-sided through this dance. You know what I mean? Uh, which never has any music. So though the composer like gets really fixated on the dancer and like is trying to compose music for him to dance to, it never works because he dances in silence. Yeah, and it's so the dance is so beautiful that people are enraptured by it anyway. You know what I mean? Well, and and yeah, yeah. It is interesting that like at the end mm-hmm. they're they perform together, but the... but they don't match. Yeah, this is the beautiful. This is the beautiful thing is that the dancer is always just doing the dance that he does, right? Yeah, and the composer has written a song not for him to dance to, but a song that means what the dancer means to him. Yes. Uh huh. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. It's like this like gap in communication, this like um inability to reach someone, but to try to anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really really good. Way more romantic than any of the like mommy girlfriend cooks you ramen. Uh, <laughs> shit that we've been going through yeah and it's only like a few minutes long and it does so much more than like much of <laughs> what the jam has done so far yeah it's great yeah. We don't, we, who knows what they said to each other this is like this is one of those that i don't I'm know like... how they set this up if they would couldn't speak i don't know how he set this up uh so that they could do this end performance yeah they're it it does not bother itself with like logistics like that. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of those that I'm like, oh, but go, yeah. go play this. It's That's, it's great. This is the other thing is that the dancers leaving and they're probably never going to see each other again after yeah. this one last performance. Well, is leaving or is stopping dancing? Like it's just it's left open. That is like I thought because he says something moving. about it being his last dance. Huh. I thought the troop was moving on. I thought I saw that. Okay. It might be the last dance here, but yeah. I can't. I'm, my notes aren't clear enough to like uh, know for certain. Either way, it's a like... It's trans- great. They, transient, like, it is the last dance this composer will ever see from this dance. Yes. Either way. Yeah. yeah. That's what's important, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Banger. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know that the dancer has to be deaf uh, for this to be a thing, but uh, it doesn't hurt it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, whenever there's some, uh, like, oh, I he can't speak because he's deaf. I'm always like, a, I was a little nervous that that was going to come up in a weirder way, but no, it's just fine. He's just deaf. Mm-hmm. He's just deaf and he dances real good. He just deaf and he dances really good. And it's beautiful. And uh, the composer's Gay as hell. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Was ben, that longer than uh, the game? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, where Adagio. Where do you put it on, uh, in our uh, ratings? What do you mean? Uh, in the altogether jam. Where would you slot it into? Oh, gosh. Narcissus still un- like unmatched in the uh, the set, I think for me oh for me it's uh midsummer day's resonance or mm. that narcissu this probably i think it's number three for me i do also like the birdcage half of dreams through the air yeah the other half drags it down a little yeah that's the thing is if i could write them separately but i'm not allowed to yeah yeah that's one thing bird lore (laughs) (laughs) but this is pretty high up there yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as i did yeah because i was like i I was expecting based on the description it's like oh like a composer sees a dancer and i was like oh this is gonna be some boring like het romance and no it's like it's incredibly romantic but it's just uh yeah it's a little thing yeah uh right Real quick, Ben. Oh. We finished the anime season. Oh shit. So we should talk about that real quick and then we can and then we can move on to the year in in review. You're gonna have to tell me what things were happening, and I will tell you what I think of them. Okay. Okay. First off, Arknights. Arknights. Parish and Frost. Arknights, Parish and Frost. Don't bother watching it unless you're like a real Arknights head. Yeah, I liked it a lot. 
but I'm I'm a sucker for Frost Nova. Yeah, we all love Frost um, Nova. Frost Nova's great. Also, like the first season had she perishes in frost folks yes uh the first season had one good episode uh this season had like three pretty good ones at the end um so who knows maybe next season will be all bangers (laughs) it's not gonna happen but i like arc knights so uh we finished the third season of hitamari sketch first two seasons are like really incredible and the third season is like pretty good yeah it becomes a straight adaptation instead of whatever the fuck they were doing before which is a little bit of a bummer but hitamori sketch is so good and the characters are so fun that like it's not gonna hurt you to watch it the the uh yeah the two new first years that they introduce are great <laughs> yeah the new first years are great uh all of the yoshinoya <laughs> bits are really funny um Hitamari sketch continues to bang. Uh, Twin Peaks, we'll do a longer thing on that at some point. Yeah, we gotta talk about that with Marin. Um, hey, that's a good show. Yeah, uh-huh. Firewalk with me, great. Yeah, fucking Firewalk with me, folks. Still thinking about that dance. <laughs> um, I'm just going through my notes in order, so it's in order of when I finished, or the order in which I finished things. Uh, Otona Precure. Sekai wa ima kirameku yo. Watashi ga sou kimeta kara egao ni hikari wo
Mm, Pretty good. Uh, I wish that I had watched the seasons that most of the characters came from because I say this. I I still enjoyed it despite that. Um, But the main reason I I say this is because I did pop off when... um, when Honoka and Nagisa showed up. From, and it was like... Futari wa pretty cure. Yeah. And I was like, what if I was like popping off every time a character showed up? And and not kind of a little confused as to who some of these characters are until uh, they get like a little bit more character. Are they... Are all the adult pretty cures the same age? Or are they sequentially aged? unclear like they're all old enough to have jobs and stuff um because the idea that pretty cure is happening in time sequentially would be really funny i mean like also that they're all this is the all the characters come from the first like five seasons i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're they're like maximum a couple of years apart I i see um so it's not like yeah you wouldn't there's not like, oh, some of these are still college students. Well, the rest of them are like working mm-hmm. office ladies. Uh, there's a mix. Uh, I do appreciate like how hard Precure goes on the time theme mm-hmm. because like that's that's uh, it's like, yeah, the ultimate villain. I guess skip forward 30 seconds if you really don't want spoilers. But like the ultimate villain of that series is humanity's lack of caring for other people and therefore not taking care of global warming uh classic adult behavior and and the like ultimate message is hey we we should do something about global warming before it's too late okay uh plastic memories I said that I was gonna talk about this when we wrapped up the year and or this season because I watched it during this season. Uh it, they it's a kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like they had six to eight episodes of like good stuff. Let me silence my phone. They had six to eight episodes of good stuff, mm-hmm. 
and then were given 13 hmm. and had to figure out what to put in the rest of that. <laughs> Time to do some stretches. Um, which is like, I think that there are like some good plots in there, but there's also some stuff that is like brought up multiple times in a way is like, that is like, oh, this is going to like come due at some point and like is going to matter. And then the show just ends. <laughs> um, so it's like the good stuff is really good. Mm. I think, but also I think if you want like a good tragic uh, thing to watch, like just watch the first episode. It's a basically like perfect episode. Like um, even if I think that like, where it goes and some of the stuff it explores in the rest of the series is interesting. And I do like the back like four ish episodes, I think mm -hmm. four or five. Um, but it's kind of overall a little bit of a mess. Gotcha. I did. I did like sob at the end more than I expected. Mm -hmm. And also it ends better than I expected. Ooh. I fully expected the end to be, Oh, and uh, I guess I should set up real quick. Plastic memories is about, robots who live for like seven and a half years or something um and then their souls die or whatever um and so it's about a boy and his, and a girl and the girl is nearing the end of her uh lifespan um and i fully expected the ending to be oh and she comes back and through the power of love they remember each other and that's just not how it ends it ends with like yeah, he gets a new partner, but there's no indication. There's not even an indication that it is the same like body because you can put a new soul in in a in a you can like does does the partner look the same? We there uh, the show doesn't show you enough of her to like know that she even looks the same, and it's like, oh, that's such a better ending than I was kind of expecting. Um... 16-bit sensation, another layer. Dropped it. Yep, Ben Bullshit. sure did drop this. 
uh, eroge parentheses derogatory. <laughs> it was good for a couple episodes, and then it was like, oh, I hope they're uh, gonna do something with this that's interesting. And then it was, I can't do this anymore, fan. I'm just, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that was my 16-bit sensation journey. Yes. Uh, I think that there's like, yeah, it's. I wish that it had either. Uh, no. I wish that it had had stuck to uh, the beginning, which is modern day artists traveling back in time, learning about how Eroge was made or Bishojo games mm-hmm. uh, were made in the past. I'm like, that's interesting and cool. And I wish that it had stuck with that more no, than yeah. veering off into. It uh, turns into like goofy sci-fi time travel adventure like it does start with a time travel plot uh but it kind of just like meanders through a bunch of like cliche sci-fi time travel concepts that it doesn't really like develop and then it it feels like they got a bunch of arogue writers to write episodes fun Um, idea yeah like it is a love letter to arogue uh, derogatory but also the that means that uh or i don't know that it's like uh required that it turns into a like convoluted eroge plot but uh, <laughs> it is funny conceptually i find that like turned funny it's just not good to watch yes it's just un- an unfun watch um it's never good when you're watching seasonal anime and uh like halfway through you're like oh I hope this turns it around. Yes. Uh-huh. Because uh, it's never going to turn it around. There are... It also has the problem of... It feels like there wasn't a great, like, agreement on how... Like, episode-to-episode continuity. Whoever was doing the, like, um... Yeah, the, like, scenario directing equivalent was, yeah. like, absentee. Um... <laughs> I I got pissed off as soon as they started talking about AI uh, as, like, a fun tool that you can use to replace your writers. Yeah. Uh, I know that I've been told the episode complicates it and ends up being a little more nuanced than that. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I couldn't sit there and trust this show, which I already had turned and didn't like anymore, to, like, say anything meaningful and useful about, uh, like, the fucking AI writer, like, bullshit. Hyakano, kimi no koto ga dai 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 ski na, uh, hyakunin no kanojo. Dai 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 ski na hodo dai ski na hodo dai ski na hodo to.
this is a banger. Yeah. We talked about the manga. Yeah. Uh, you like the anime way more than you like the manga. I, I don't particularly like the manga okay. more than or the anime more than the manga. Part of but. this part of this is definitely that I read 150 something chapters in 3 days, which is way too much way too quickly i think that i read it in the same in four days but this is normal for me <laughs> yes well there are plenty of series which i can just like bang through mm-hmm. and i will be like this is incredible uh like i think one of the first kitakawa and uh if i could reach you are the two that i think of that like yeah i sat down and then like eight hours later or whatever i stood up and was like that was a life-changing experience we Um, don't have to talk about the 100 girlfriends manga um uh, but yeah hyakano is like unavoidably repetitive i would say yeah um and so like just and and forcing myself to get through it for the podcast meant that uh even even if i really liked a lot of it uh, I I was like I'm so miserable <laughs> I'm in hell. Uh, funny. The the other thing is is that the anime is just really good. Like it's really well animated. Um, I I like the VA a lot. I like the girls a lot. Uh, they banger. cut Rentaro belly button eating out scene. <laughs> yeah, not that he's eating out a girl's belly button. By the way, no, it's the other way around. Yep. Very funny. Um, it's worth it just to listen to Karana go, huh? <laughs> Every time anyone says fucking anything. Yes. Great voice acting. Also, yeah, yeah. But again, if you're not into like romantic comedy where comedy is like 20 point font bigger than <laughs> romantic. Uh, yeah, like it, it is it's what it is. It's not, it's not like going to convince you that actually like uh romantic comedies are good but it's a it's a very funny i was going to say it's not going to move your needle but i did say it's not going to move your noodle (laughs) i can't (laughs) speak to your noodle (laughs) uh i'm in oh yeah did i miss anything else did we say anything else between plastic memories and hundred girlfriend Mm, 16 dead sensation oh i don't want to put it down (laughs) been protesting the um i'm in love with get ai to write this document for me i'm in love with the villainess
this sucks. This is okay. Bad adaptation of a not good source. Like you can't a hundred percent speak to the source, but okay. The I can source material to... is not going to have different events occurring yeah. than the one. Maybe additional events, but yeah. a different one. I know that. I know that there's like additional Ray internal monologue in the light novels mm-hmm. that like kind of might change the vibe of how you feel about her my notes my like uh, personal notes where i rated all this stuff was like like a bloodbath it was like one star one star one star two star i don't give a lot of things one stars but i was really hard on this season uh there was a real like uh yeah it's a real mixed bag for me i give a lot of two stars this season which is like usually we just drop those shows yeah um uh the only reason i continued to watch wada oshi was because i wanted fen to i wanted to see fen get the two uh wild moments from the early like stuff of this one being when they give a speech about how incest is uh also a form of love that needs to be protected and the other one when uh claire's childhood friend threatens to rape her yeah uh it's (laughs) so wild to me that like i have been in like kind of wholesome parentheses derogatory spaces um where this is like held up as like oh yeah that's like good queer representation and like Mm -hmm. a really good thing and i'm like really the thing that turns to the camera and says incest and being a lesbian are exactly the same and both should be protected uh that's the thing that you're gonna hold up yeah it's like um it or really it feels like it's the kind of thing that no one who holds it up as a good thing has actually read it. They saw the scene where uh, uh, a girl calls out Claire for not wanting to be stalked by a girl and is like, actually, that's homophobic. <laughs> that's really funny. You're making a very broad statement. I don't think that's true. I think lots of people have read it and just kind of skimmed over that stuff that sucks and then gotten to the bet- like better stuff later. I've read a bunch of this, the manga, I'm up to current on the manga translation. I don't really think it's gotten any better, but uh, other people seem to like it. So there's something happening that people are enjoying and maybe it's all just the light novel. I guess that's fair. But I do think that you're right that there is a type of person who saw that panel and was like, wow, hell yeah. This this is what Yuri is. Mm-hmm. No, Yuri is when the Kitakawa girls puke on each other or the Fist of Love girl gets the shit beaten out of her. That's Yuri. We were Ben and I were talking about a hypothetical Kitakawa anime adaptation. Um, and so I was like, uh like skimming through volume three to be like where does volume three end because that's like probably where the anime would end uh just by virtue of uh like how anime adaptations work and i was like oh yeah it is really good when they puke on each other huh kitakawa is still all time Mm -hmm. such a banger uh hikikomari kyuketsuki no monmon Hajimeta, Kono Hibi, Nanimo Motan, 
She's not even a hikiko. <laughs> She's not even li- living that hiko life. No. Uh, it has like one good arc in it and then it just kind of coasts. I would say the it. first two arcs. I would so call it one and a half good arcs. The first eight episodes are like pretty good. And then it. You're harder on it than I am. Uh, we both agree that the last four episodes are kind of a disaster. <laughs> Nonsense. The whole end of the show is just bad. The. the I would say. To look at my notes. At the very least. The first eight episodes have, like, pretty solid pacing. Um, Hikiko Mari, one star! Um, and then the last four are just, like, uh, it feels like they were trying to, like, they did, like, one light novel for each of the first two, uh, or, yeah, they did one light novel for, f- they did four episodes for one light novel, no. twice, and then... It feels like they tried to clam- cram in like two or something. I, I don't know that that's the case, but uh, it the pacing goes wild and nothing makes sense. They're, like nothing is given a chance to land. They they pile on a bunch of new characters and it's just like why? It's not very interesting. It's like it's not even really that good for like watching girls fuck around after the first cut like little bit you know what i mean, I mean like this is the thing is like it i think like, look great no it has its moments but again like also the production values just kind of fall off a cliff yeah um uh i think like the, there's good there are some things where there's I good watch... or interesting character work done in the first eight episodes and then it and then it entirely discards that again to just be like and here's another girl and here's another girl and here's another girl um the thing i will say about it is that sometimes i watch an anime uh an adaptation of something like other side picnic or even executioner which maybe was misguided and i'll go like oh that was interesting enough that i want to check out the source material and see if it was better Mm -hmm. if it's just like a bad adaptation not like giving it the room to breathe that it deserves I'm not going to do it for this one. <laughs> Hoshikuzu Telepath.
this is anime of the season. <laughs> you can have you can have your own opinions, but I don't rate Slice of Life very highly typically, but I did enjoy Hoshikuzu Telepath. Uh, unless it's like a really biz- like specific and weird um kind of slice of life. Got something else going for it, yeah. you know what I mean? You'd also read the manga, which I'd I had also like... read the manga, which again I would not rate super highly, but I had a good time with. Yeah. Um which I feel yes. Especially given your not distaste for, but kind of apathy towards a slice of life. Yeah. I I um, I treat like slice of life stuff a very similar way to I treat like 400 chapter long shonens where i'll just like read it in a couple days and be like hmm this has not changed in my opinion about anything <laughs> and then i'll just move on with my life yes but uh the meat of hoshikuzu telepath is um it's supposed to be about a girl meeting an alien and going to space but mostly it's a bottle rocket competition <laughs> uh, bottle rockets spend they only spend like an episode or two on they bottle spend a rock- couple episodes on bottle rockets thank you very much okay fine but yes model rockets but the meat of it is the like tension between uh umika the main girl and raimon this like uh shitty like school dropout girl who they try and like connect with and then manage to and then it explodes in their face and then they try and get her back yeah raimon's great the whole arc with raimon is fantastic um i think yes this is like two things stand out for me it, uh for for why i say it's like a really good it's pretty good looking thing it's pretty uh, it looks good yes it's very pretty i really like the op mm-hmm. might be it might be my f- favorite it's up there for it's like top three ops mm-hmm. of the of the um year uh just for like both it's a like cute song and um for the like really getting at imagery that evokes what the show is about mm-hmm. um yeah it's a it is uh i think i saw someone say that the first episode was more cute than it was like uh touching or um or funny Mm. which is like the vibe for most of it i think is like yeah it is um yeah it's just it's really good vibes it's uh and rather the the other thing that really stands out for me or as to why i like it so much is it's really nice seeing umika develop connections yeah. with other people and it 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 yeah and uh watching like raimon get a second chance yeah. and not fuck it up this time well, as much with, as she tries to the bit with raimon is that she's like two or three times more unpleasant than a girl in the show is usually allowed to be yeah you know what i mean she's like really mean for like no real reason no good reason well, to be the the when when they lose um their first like competition uh it's a that's a that's one of the best moments in it because it's just like this gutting like bad feeling and then it just cuts to hours later and umika's like i don't even remember what happened yes uh, but just everything is falling like, apart that goes so much harder than i ever expect from a show like this yeah. like usually it's like oh we lost but like we'll try again no and it's like everyone is acting like they killed someone yeah <laughs> umika's uh, like wandering in the park like she's about to have an inversion impulse <laughs> after that <laughs> um which is like oh yeah is is really good because it actually takes work to get the group back together yeah it's not just something that like falls into place 
and like they do get back together it is a fundamentally like hopeful series about how people can connect to others even if it takes work um but yeah it's that's really good yeah it's cute i enjoyed it a lot uh girls romantically putting their foreheads together uh in a way that's framed exactly as if they're kissing uh it's kissing for most of the show and then the last episode is like no this is like maybe sex. Yeah, maybe foreheads are sex actually um the last thing that i have for this season is Musume, pretty derby season and three we did watch more anime with heather that you have not mentioned but we'll at least yeah, check in because those shows haven't ended we will at um, least check it but actually, Fen, 100 girlfriends also didn't end no, but the season ended. We will we will touch on the other things. Yes. Uh actually before I talk about Umamusume, uh Shy. I dropped this after eight episodes. Um it's not I don't like Cape comics. And so uh there are like some there are some interesting it's yeah it's just boring nah it's just bad plenty plenty uh, so uh what was it uma musume uma musume pretty derby season three Go watch season one.
because Special Week has two moms, and that's really good. And also, I really like Special Week and Silence Suzuka's relationship. You could um, also not watch him lose in May, but there are. Fen's, oh, got, Fen's okay. gotten horse pilled. Is the thing. I've gotten a little horse pilled. Okay. Uh and these are big pills, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the three OVAs that they did, be- I think they're between season one and two, are like fine. Um, BNY no Chikara, I think. Um, that's fine. Uh, season two. I caught on here and was like, season two, worse than season one. Uh, that, I was a fool. I was an utter you and didn't know what you deranged had. fool. Um, there, it, upon reflection, most of season two, even if I'm... This is, this is a place where the lack of stakes does hurt. Like, uh, or rather, let's see. Like, I... Yeah, there is something about the way that. Let me try that again. <clears throat> yeah, hit us again, fun. Uh Uma Musume. Yes, is one of those places where I really feel the like. Oh, right, nothing, nothing bad will actually ever happen to these horses. They're always going to keep racing, and they're going to win, or they might lose, but like nothing really terrible is going to happen because they have to be units in a gotcha so you can't like have them stop racing <laughs> that's not going to happen um and so the like there there are moments that i'm not super fond of in season two mm-hmm. but like but also season two does really good character work and the races look really good and so most of season two I like, even if there are parts that I'm kind of like exhausted by the formula of and the character struggled really hard and then it was actually fine. Um like Rice Shower's arc is like is just really good. <laughs> mm. Um 
Rice shower? Yeah. Rice yeah. shower? I don't remember this name. Okay. Now I need to look it up. The main character of Sue? Isn't that Tao? You know, yeah, Toka. Well, Tao's, Tao's arc where she almost quits racing. Also just like a real banger. Um, Let's see. Rice shower. Horse. I was talking about uh, anime with some of Heather's normie friends the other day. It's always very funny. Whenever I meet someone in person who's like, oh, yeah, I love anime. Our overlap, it's, it's always like, yeah, have you seen uh, I Was Reincarnated as a Slime? Really great, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. no, no, um, I haven't seen it. There's like, but, but uh, one of the Heather's Normie friends was like, yeah, I like ended up watching an episode of some show with Fen. <laughs> I was like, oh, when I was talking about Ubumusume, she's like, oh, yeah, the horse thing. I saw an episode, it was crazy. <laughs> wild that was really wild um <laughs> that's really funny uh so rice shower gets two uh, two episodes in season two yeah um where like her whole bit is i was named after something that's supposed to be good luck and i'm routinely booed because i'm viewed as just a spoiler for like she keeps winning races and she's but she's winning races against more popular horses <laughs> Who people want to win more than they want Rice Shower to win. Um, and so... She- Uma Musume, they're all just doing it for the love of the game, right? They're, all the fans are just fans. They're not betting massive amounts of money. I don't think so. <laughs> like, I have never seen anyone talk about betting. You've never seen someone tear up a, a suspicious <laughs> piece of paper? No. Um, <clears throat> but, like, yeah. And, and so it's a good arc about her, like coming to terms with the fact that one she's a heel (laughs) well yeah but also that uh even if people boo her even if um she is a heel she still wants to win yeah and she's not gonna give that up and she's gonna keep winning until people support her what's rice shower look like uh she's the one with the one eye covered with the oh yeah yeah, like bonnet her design is also really good yeah i'm into Um, it i like rice shower uh, Here, that's my favorite uh, horse girl from Umusume now is Rice Shower. She's one of my faves. Um, and and season three utterly lacks this. Mm. Uh, this is the other thing is that season three is the most that they've just done a single right. And sorry, between season two and three, they also released Road to the Top.
which I don't like Narita Top Road very much. I find her incredibly boring, but on the whole, that's like four really well written um episodes of anime. Mm-hmm. Uh and <clears throat> season three has two problems. One is that there are technically two protagonists in the way that the first two seasons have had. Um, the first season is Special Week and Silent Suzuka. Mm-hmm. The second season is Tokaiteo and uh, Majuro McQueen. Right. Um, and in each of those, like, Teo and Special Week are the protagonist, and their pair gets less time, but still, like, a significant amount of time mm-hmm. uh and season three um what's her name kitasan black mm-hmm. uh gets most of the time mm-hmm. and she's not very interesting like i think there are or rather yes the main problem with kitasan is that she was very dominant, or he, I guess. The real horse was very dominant. And so they have to write... They don't do a good job of writing a story for Kitasan because mostly she just wins. <laughs> it's really funny. And what if, Ian, there was, what if instead of drama, the horse you like just won a lot? <laughs> uh, and the problem is, is that then... Her her arc isn't about like, oh, I'm I need to like keep this streak going. What they write her as is like, oh, will I be able to win this time? And it's like, well, yes, yes, you will because uh, it sounds like she should have been the secondary. Yes, I think so because uh uh the second the secondary Satono Diamond has a way more interesting stuff going on with her. Like, uh, the Satono uh, horses couldn't win G1 races, and uh, Diamond is the first one to do so. That gets shoved off into an episode. Damn. Like, the entire... The entirety of her, like, stressing out over, like, will I be able to win this race? Is, like, it's introduced an episode before, and then she gets an episode to explore it and win the race, and then we move right back to Kitasan, who is has nothing going on uh similarly there's um chevalier something um chevalier grand uh gets an episode but like each of these is like kitasan did not need as much focus as she gets Mm -hmm. i wish that uh i wish that one so Satono Diamond is a year younger than Kitasan. Mm-hmm. So I assumed early on in the season, I was like, oh, well, she's going to start racing and then it's going to split more evenly between the two. And that didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it just feels like it's unfocused. It The writing is not good. The races don't look good. Like, um, I really, season one, I'm sorry, I'm going so long ben, on this. You have so many. You every single time Uma Musume comes up ever in your life, you have so much more to say about it than I, in my wildest dreams, expect you to have. Um, I you have like care about this a whole you lot. Have, like two more sentences. Um. Okay. Season one, the races they try really hard to 
or they go really hard on making them look the the uma musume uh look like real horses what else would you be talking about <laughs> why would you need to specify that you're talking about uma musume um like they're shot in such a way that uh their tails streaming out behind them and their pose they look like horses especially from above uh and season two has like really strong direction for uh um how the races are shot that like has a lot of tension and is really fun to watch and then season three that's, this is still the same sentence! Ben, you cannot. <laughs> that is not one sentence. Yeah, there were commas between those first two. <laughs> and then comma to, and. Okay, you have to say the punctuation if you're going to <laughs> fucking cheat. Uh, and season three, there's like one, maybe two races that I cared about. And otherwise, they're not interesting or fun to watch uh and okay my final complaint uh and this is someone else brought this up brought this to mind mm-hmm. um in a discord i'm in but i definitely agree with it uh is season one and two have an arc for during races the show will cut to various spectators in various funny situations um one of the best and and throughout the season those characters will go through an arc mm-hmm. season one has a hair uh, a hairdresser and someone getting a haircut and the bit is the hairdresser keeps cutting off too much and so the person who's because getting a haircut she's getting distracted watching the horse yes race. they're both getting distracted watching the hair race but one uh, of them is supposed to be doing a haircut yes and keeps cutting off too much and so the person who's getting a haircut it start shows up with a helmet on so that the hairdresser can't cut too much and then season two uh they're they don't find each other for a while and then like they start crying uh when they do find each other in a crowd watching a race and then um the end of season two is the the person getting a haircut taking off her helmet uh and then getting (laughs) her hair chopped off (laughs) um which is like, oh, right, that's it is not only funny that you're seeing various spectators in funny situations, but like those characters had an arc. Mm-hmm. And this season is like, oh, ha ha ha, there's someone on the ISS, the International Space Station, watching a race. That's funny. He's still just floating there at the end of the season. Nothing has changed. Uh ben. yeah. Ben I'm Fox. done. You, your beautiful enthusiasm for horse girls, uh, never ceases to amaze and uh, delight me. I was, I thought you were gonna say confuse, but confuse also. I do not, I do not get the Uma Musume thing, but I love you and I love your passion and I love your enthusiasm, and I'm glad you love horses. I don't know why I care about these horses so much. You have like a a weird horse love uh like streak because you also got really really into Neural and the uh the horse and Casimir stuff well, in Arc Knight. Because she's King Arthur, Ben. <laughs> she's not even like in the top five of King Arthur's, <laughs> like for King Arthurness in Arc Knights. She's okay. She's yes. She's more saber than she is King Arthur. Fan, 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 fan. Yes. We're not we're not hashing this out.
I'm just saying. You have a, a surprising but consistent love of horse girls that I don't expect from you. Yeah. I don't... I, as a bit, I was like, well, I guess I'll, like... So I saw people talking about Uma Musume three, Season 3 coming. I was like, well, I guess I'll, like, check this out. Ha ha ha. This I probably won't like this very much. Uh, watching Season 1 while sick was really the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I was, like, crying at every race. Like, they're trying their best! You get so nice, um, like, nice to women when you're sick. Wow, are you saying I'm mean most of the time? No, no, no. But you get, so- like, softer. This is the bit, is that when you get sick and are uncomfortable, you love women more. And when I get sick, I get more unpleasant and cruel. I am. Rice shower is still on my screen. And I'm like, oh, look at her. Uh, I'm not. Yes. I'm not at the point where I'm like. Fennec Bob. It's a mistake that horses have four legs in our world. You've said this to me. Out loud. That's a joke. That's I'm a just joke. saying. That's enough Umusume for ever but i know what's gonna come up again because there's a movie let us that movie looks hype (laughs) anyway yes the the takeaway is watch there's a takeaway too watch season one watch season two watch road to the top uh don't watch season three your experience you will you will like horse girls more if you don't watch season three fennec fox what's next that was everything from last season that's not everything what is it, Soso no Freiren? Oh, you're... <laughs> oh, this is bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's just it not is, very good. It is a beautifully animated show uh-huh. that, unfortunately, I just don't think has very much to say that is interesting. Freyron is doing the exact thing. Okay, okay. I clocked exactly what Freyron would be doing from the minute I heard people like talk about it beyond the initial pitch. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a story about uh, a woman who has a lifespan that uh, 
is way, way longer than her companions, uh, realizing after they die that she's lost something important to her and trying to grapple with that fact and mourn them, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, the very beginning, great. I think that it, I would have liked Freyron much more if it was like a tight, like three or four volumes. Yes. Yes, like, if it was just this, yes. Yeah. But it is mostly a meandering, like, action-adventure story. Yes. Uh, About uh, men and women falling in love with each other. Yes, yes. It is It is very, very head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just mostly, like, a perfectly serviceable fantasy adventure um, that occasionally makes you cry. And, yeah. like... I don't think it always deserves the tears that it gets out of you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're going to watch season two, too. But I think or that it's... We're going to continue this season because it's not... We're going to watch the second core. Yes. I love you. <laughs> we're going to watch the second core. And I'm not, I'm not expecting my opinion to go up. No. Basically. I think, like, it is It is very well animated. Yeah. It is... Uh, that is, that is at least part of what is pulling me through. Mm-hmm. I think that like some of, I like some of the little like vignettes that it tells. Yeah, um, some of that stuff is good. The demon stuff is just boring, rock yes. bottom boring. Yes, all of uh, it, and that's like surprisingly, it seems to be like what the plot is about. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm so sorry to classic RPG JRPG folks. Anything about a demon king is never interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never interesting. It's at best serviceable. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh. Oh, Kusuria no Hitori Goto. Pakatheri Diaries. Diaries, I think. Or is it? Yeah. Tale? No, it's diaries. This is a banger. It's pretty good. I think that uh, it's like 
nature of having been a light novel mystery that kind of like has a lot of small complex plots with long complex plots like like mysteries Mm -hmm. mixed in kind of makes it hard to parse a lot of the time uh and okay 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 it's about this girl mao mao solving like mysteries in the inner palace of china etc etc uh but she does this thing where she'll solve the mystery of what's going on and then kind of like refuse to say it to any character so that they can work out what's going on and she'll just like sit there being like i see and then at the very end of the arc she'll like kind of lay it out for you and then say but maybe that's not what happened and it's like it's cute but also it's kind of hard to parse what's happening sometimes especially when the things she say says may or may not be true end up being true and then affecting the next arc and things like that i think it probably reads better than it than it i think you're overselling how i don't think it's that hard to follow i don't think it's that hard to follow but i think it's a little clumsy at times i think you can follow it just fine but I think that those moves probably read better than they are, like, in the anime. I guess this is the thing, is, like... Like, I always knew what was happening, but I was like, hmm, there are better ways you could say that and do that. Uh, that would be a little less, like, confusing. I guess I've never been confused, really. Like, she's... It's not like, again, it's not like I don't know what's happening. It's just it. Uh, the execution of, like, explaining what's going on feels like it feels like the end of a, a Sherlock Holmes book. And I don't think that those work really well <laughs> spoken usually either mm. in an anime, in like a visual format. But okay. So this, I guess I'm not this like is a, my a history. super Sherlock uh, fan. So oh God, uh, this is my history of like watching uh, like uh, Midsummer murders and uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. other Agatha Christie or it's, Agatha Christie adaptation. Gotta like, tell you, it's way better when Columbo does it. Sorry. <laughs> like, Columbo does it really good, and this does not do it as smoothly as Columbo does it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, hmm. Yes. I think part of that is she is, um, she is navigating the politics of the inner palace. Like, yeah, conceptually, I think, well, it's fine. The thing, the thing is, is she always to the audience lays out here's what happened. Sometimes yeah. she doesn't say that to a character, like, or what or she is. says here's what might have happened because she doesn't want to be responsible for the person who who did that thing being punished. Okay, that's not my problem. My problem is that you spend like ninety percent of the episode being like. So what is the thing? Because she can't do an internal monologue for most of it where she tells you. You have to wait till the end. So she just like lies or doesn't say anything to a bunch of people. And then afterwards we'll explain it to you. And, you know, uh, I, I just don't think it like works super good a lot of the time. Yeah, I just don't. Because, again, I, guess. I think it's totally fine that that's what it's doing i just uh it doesn't make for compelling television to watch someone not say something yeah i guess we just fundamentally disagree on this one i also just think that uh the last couple episodes just do like three minute long like music videos instead of 
covering the story. And I'm sure this is a production issue, but it also does not help. <laughs> yeah, this is, again, a, a thing where I think that those, like, fit the vibe of what's going on really well. I think well. they're time-wasting because they ran out of production time. Um, I mean... I give it a three stars, though. I think that that is... It is entirely possible that they are at least partially due to production constraints. Mm -hmm. But also, I think that, like, they're used well. I disagree. I think that they are, at best, inoffensive. <laughs> I did not expect you to fight you over this one so hard. I think it's a totally fine show. I'm not, like, blown away by it. I think it's, like, a pretty definitive three stars. Yeah, that's wild. Maybe me. the light novels are better. Uh, having not read the light novels or the manga, like I think it's really good. Yeah, what do you give it? I don't know. It hasn't ended yet, Ben. Okay, but it has a definitive ending. This could be the end of the show. It has like an ending that is better than a lot of... It is like cleaner than a lot of uh, things that we end up watching. I mean, like, it's a solid four. Interesting. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I'm not asking it you also... to, like, sign in blood what your rating for fucking Presidia <laughs> is. I'm asking you what you thought of the first fucking core. <laughs> it's really good, Ben, as I've said. Uh, episode four, also, uh, like, uh, um, episode of the year. Just incredibly beautiful. I also don't understand this. I thought it was a pretty nice, like, fun, uh, nice-looking episode. It's, like, really incredibly directed. The animation is gorgeous. Yeah, I guess. It's it's incredibly characterful animation. Yeah, sure. Sorry for liking it, I guess. You don't have to be apologizing for it. <laughs> you just think I'm wrong, apparently. <laughs> I think you're uh, uh, higher on it than me. I didn't expect you to, like, come at me like this. I didn't come at you. I came at the show. Um, I think... I think No, but okay, what okay. I mean is... I think individual episode plots work better than the long, like, long part plots because there's just too much stuff going on every episode. It's too dense. It's, it feels like a novel that got turned into an anime uh, in a different way than novels uh, that got turned into animes but have nothing in them feel. You know what I mean? Like... A usual light novel adaptation feels like, oh, wow, there's just like a lot of like things happening that don't mean anything. And you're trying to stuff it all in so you can get to the few scenes that mean something. This feels like it's dense enough that it's probably just better to read in text because it's better to read in text. Hmm. That's like you're not. I also just I guess, don't think it's like just animated also, so beautifully that like uh it's affecting my read at all. I think it is like mostly pretty well animated. Yeah, I think it looks um, fine. Episode four stands out as a really incredible. I don't think it episode. looks that different than the rest of it, but I know this about you. This is also this is one of those things where I don't think it's that dense. Uh I would take this over Freyron any day. Yes. This is the second best show that we watched this season. After Hoshikuzu Telepath. Hoshikuzu Telepath. Pen? Yeah. I don't even remember any of the other stuff we covered that we watched. This was not a very good season. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think this is the second best thing. But 
This was not a very high season for me. Yeah. I think there were some good thing. There were okay. The actual thing is there were some good shows that started good and then fell off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will say uh aside from again thinking that all of the plots coming up at the end of um Kusuria being a little bit like uh dense like i said i think it generally it managed to like hold itself through throughout and be really entertaining to watch in a way that like 16-bit sensation absolutely didn't 100 girlfriends i think mostly did yeah you know what was the best anime this season fun what the first core of (laughs) railgun Hey, Railguns, we, did we talk about Index when we finished? It's bad. It's not good. Uh, I've heard better things about Season 2. We'll but, probably watch that. Uh, but Season 1 sucked ass on Season ice. 1 is... Oh, what if What if a boy... And stop me if you've heard this one before. Or don't. You know, we're going to just keep going anyway. Was the weakest of them all. But also, the strongest of them all. Uh-huh. Uh, Thomas sucks. Uh, I feel like he's like a blueprint for a lot of kinds of guy. I don't know if he predates. Hmm, I think he's like, uh, um, I don't think he pr- is like the originator, but mm-hmm. I think he is. He's the a, platonic a, ideal. Yes, this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. like a perfectly smooth shape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Railgun's great because it's just it's, it's just it, some it, girls fucking around it is a cool setting academy city is like cool i think the magic uh stuff in that world is bore is like uh, uh overcomplicated and boring i think the science stuff is totally parsable and fun yes um i just mean like in general it is a it is well that's what i'm getting at is railgun is fun because it's focusing on the science stuff and also girls <laughs> like women uh the problem with um index is that a man has to be there to punch someone to solve a problem yes and 
Railgun is about men not being around and women getting to solve problems on their own. Okay. Now, I will say, Mostly. Toma does show up to punch a guy to uh, solve a problem in the middle of Railgun. And also, the last arc we just watched, know, which is the start of the next season, ha- uh, the next core or whatever, uh, was all about a man showing up to punch people and solve problems when the women could not do anything. But... <laughs> generally honestly i just like to listen to kuroko like shrilly shriek uh, uh, oh, <laughs> her voice is so annoying what a girl <sighs> yeah I, this is the thing is that like there are a couple of index characters that i kind of like uh i'm excited for i've heard that uh kuroko gets an entire light novel that was adapted as part of season two mm-hmm. um but uh basically all of the main four Except for Uihara's the weak link right now, probably. The flower girl. Yeah, she's got the least going on. But I like the other. I like Satan, Misaka, and... uh... Satan's got a fun arc. Yeah. Satan's the... She's what uh, Toma is, like, pitched as being before you realize that he actually has the coolest and strongest power of all. Well, I would Uh, not say that Toma has the coolest power. He does have the strongest power. It's framed as if everyone's like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, But it is the most boring possible yeah. power yes um but yeah Saturn Saturn's whole thing being like being really depressed because... Saturn's thing is that in the middle of a, a, a world where most people who, who are on screen have incredible superpowers she is just normal and has yes. completely failed to develop superpowers it's pretty fun yeah uh I wish that they really they're not doing like the they're really going on hard on that right like she gets a whole arc of like trying trying to use illegal technology to power herself up getting completely fucked over by this and then getting a whole arc where the like teachers are like you just have to try really hard and maybe you can get there all on your own and then her still failing out yes that's good yeah that's great um i don't even think it would be the end of the world if she developed some kind of small power because they have given it so much time to breathe mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh, I wish that we got a little more time. Misaka is the most out of touch person in the world. Yes. She's framed as she is. Yeah. She's basically saying like, well, let them eat cake. <laughs> um, I also worked hard to get here. We don't see her working hard. She just fucks around all the time. Well, or I. Yes. This is the other thing is like, even if she did work hard. That doesn't mean that it works for everyone. Yes. And the end of the first core, the like kind of finale of the first core does start to get at this, but the show doesn't sit with it long enough to like actually have it sink in for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does kind of understand, oh, right. Not everyone can just be like me if they try hard. Yeah. But it's almost as if other people would also be demigods if they could just choose to be demigods. <laughs> um. But like that's my that's my major complaint on a on a show that I'm mostly really enjoying. I like the evil scientist, even though her uh, uh, motivation isn't the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so stop me if you heard this one before. She's sad about some kids. She's the mom of. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. She did evil experiments on. Oh, she didn't even do anything to them. Wait, she's just silence. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, silence is more fun because she's dating the girl she experimented on. No, she's the mom of the girl that she 
experiment on. Hmm? Ifrit. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Shining. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Silence is like 100% like older mentor who forced her into doing illi- like un- unethical experiments yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. a child. Totally it's just this girl has like 30 kids and they're all in comas and she needs to like brain hijack people to fix the coma somehow. Yes. Uh, pretty funny. Um, she's yeah. a real dirt bag. I like her design. Oh yeah, she's she has the biggest eye bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is worth watching still, unless you like. I would say around, I'm having a great time. I'm having a better time with it than I was expecting after Index. Uh huh. Indexes. Just know you're gonna get Toma jump scared. <laughs> this is the thing, Ben. If you never watch Index, you can't get Toma jump scared because you don't know about Toma. There he, will be he's just some random guy who shows up again. There will be some random guy who tuxedo mask saves the day at random. <laughs> but also, he doesn't always save the day. No. Is the real thing for me that like saves it is sometimes he shows up and is the answer to the problem, but also like they get to do stuff on their own a lot. <laughs> which is great. Kuroko's voice is so annoying. Acclamatory. Kuroko's great. She might be hmm. Okay, of the main four, who's your fave? Kuroko might be mine. It's either Kuroko or Saten, because yeah. Saten's got a more coherent arc than uh, I really love to be a cop, which is Kuroko's arc. Kuroko sure does uh, believe in the, the state's monopoly on violence. and So yeah, the first core of that is fun. I'm not sure. The second core uh, starting up has been, like, fine. So. I think most of the second core is anime original stuff, so... That makes sense. I'm curious where it ends up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the Satan episode that is just her uh, kind of uh, dealing with the fallout of trying the drug is, is good. <laughs> good. There's also Yuri... Oh yeah, yeah. She literally gets a love letter. The eyebrows girl uh, (laughs) definitely has it out for her. Parentheses love. Yes. And then we got Kuroko, but Kuroko is never gonna. Kuroko is never gonna get uh, anything. Misaka is tragically straight. Misaka is into Toma, which means she has worse taste than uh, you possibly could guess from her pajamas. Yeah. She does have frog pajamas, though, which is endearing. Okay, Ben. Would you like to talk about the urine review? Just, like, anything that stood out? Uh, An hour 34. 38? An hour 38. You don't want to. If you don't want to talk about the urine review, that's fine. We've talked so much about everything we've covered this year that I don't know what really needs to be, like, shouted out beyond, like, mentioning it we don't need to like talk about uh onimai again you know what i mean that's fair i think we could my, say my go onimai was really good yeah. my go was really good my go is incredible yeah uh incredible. i think my go a little bit got shafted because Catherine and i talked about it um and then at the end of the the core or end of the season you were like, well, you and Catherine talked about it, so let's just move on. But Listen, we can't we can only do so much. I can't believe we that Ave Mujica's next year. 
We'll watch Maigo again when Avi Mujica is coming out, and then we'll talk about it then. How's that sound? That sounds great. Because I like Maigo a lot. And also, we did talk about it again. We talked about it a lot. We talk about stuff so much more than we need to. We have like one to three other podcasts worth of talking about various anime that is not the thing we're covering okay okay um <laughs> you're so funny yeah damn you're <laughs> people are always like oh ben you you take so much notes and you spend so long going over all this stuff including you you also say this as if you don't want to do that exact same thing with every anime you like every season <laughs> I have a normal amount to say. <laughs> what can I say? The real thing that guests do for us is stop us from bickering because we have we're like not in front of the kids. <laughs> not in front of the Emoto. This really is the like feistiest episode we've had in forever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do I do love to occasionally fight you about something that doesn't matter. I'm so sorry. Oh, for fun. We both love to die on random hills. Yeah, I do just... I don't know. I love you. <laughs> okay, now you're making me sound like the bad guy. No. You're not. <laughs> Everyone's like, Ben cancelled right now. <laughs> um, This is all punishment because you haven't played my game yet. Okay, one more thing, and then we can give up on a urine review. Right, two things. One, hit me. I, I yeah, mentioned some stuff that you like. I just don't want to rehash it all. I was pushing to finish all of the shows that I'd started. Um, this, this is a really funny this year, and so I f I ended up finishing uh, Pretty Derby with uh, like twenty minutes to spare before the New Year's. Was it less? It was way less. I think you had five minutes left. Okay. It was five minutes. I barely, barely under the wire made it, um, which was very funny. Me laying in bed, like, frantically cramming in the last episode of uh, Pretty Derby while Ben is sitting there like, pay attention Just, to me. But this is the thing is, I had COVID and you didn't. So I had to quarantine for like... Uh, a week and a half or like tw like nine days or whatever i did before like you we could be together again on new year's eve and then uh you were like we have to watch we have homework to do actually i'm not it's either we're watching anime or you're going to go do something else while i watch anime i was like whoa and i sat down and watched a bunch of anime with you and you're like okay i have different anime to watch so i'm gonna leave now and you walked away <laughs> okay in this is indefensible. I know this. <laughs> but in my defense, <laughs> um you find this funny. Yeah. Uh in my defense, Tsubihibi altered your brain chemistry. Yes. Uh-huh. This is the thing is that most of the time that I spent during COVID, well, you had COVID. I miraculously did not get it, thankfully. Um most of the time, while we were quarantining, I was burning my way through Subahibi. Hey, go play Wonderful Every Day. Uh, that game rules. I really want to play it, but uh, I'll wait a little longer. It is. I don't. Hmm. I don't know that it is like th my top like narrative or like my top like narrative thing that I've ever read. Uh 
but it's certainly i think it is solidly my favorite visual novel yeah damn um and highly recommend All like right. it's it's just really good we'll, we will talk it. about it someday um i'm I, excited to talk about it. i just want to do it justice i look forward to rereading it but uh that's one where i am like no 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 i do want to go i do want to give it the type moon treatment mm-hmm. it probably merits it mo- more than most of the things on our list yes absolutely uh i also started ccc and that is also a banger uh i can't say any more because we're gonna cover it at some point but ccc seems like the smartest game to exist the biggest brain game in the world it's in in a similar way that um that there were Going in, based on the reputation of Subahibi, I didn't expect it to be a really funny game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet there are large portions of it that are... Okay, there were some portions of it that had me laughing out loud for like how galaxy brain they are. Uh, and there are other portions that are just like, oh, right, this is just like a really funny, like well-written game. Uh, CCC has had a bunch of me just like cackling at how funny some stuff is uh okay uh what other what other anime do you want to shout out for this year onimai incredibly incredible looking show uh-huh uh for perverts for sure it's for perverts uh but like just beautifully animated mm-hmm. um let's see what else uh, happened this year that was good i'm like scrolling through our list of here let me give me a all right i'm pulling up my thing too as long as we're doing it we might as well do it i'm gonna talk about movies some other time i I finished my second playthrough of blue reflection 2 and that game is really good we replayed soma so i I replayed you you watched we did review starlight this year review starlight oh anger damn madoka rebellion banger banger i'm excited for more heavenly delusion eventually yep that's really good um dead space remake is really good mm-hmm. i like the original a lot so but it's like really fun how uh um it's really fun the changes that they made and like mm-hmm. how how different that game is kanazuki no miko banger banger well Oh, you know what we read this year? We read uh, Domin Saman's Melancholia this year. That's an incredible... One of my favorite manga of all time. Yes. That's all I got. Uh, Give me one sec to like... I don't think a lot of anime really stood out to me this year. Uh, Besides stuff that we watched that was not ongoing. Was Yuri Kumarashi last year? Yuri Kumarashi... Yeah. Do we watch that last so. year? Okay, okay. It must have been towards the end of last year. I don't think that's a good one, but it does stick in my brain. Oh, we played Pentiment this year. Oh, yeah, Pentiment's also good. good. Kimiwa Shoujo is, like, shockingly good. Really, uh, interesting. No, I, don't, I don't think that moved me very much. It's, yeah, it's one of those ones that are, like, I finished it and I was like, hmm. Hmm. I have thoughts. Oh. We watched uh, Anohana. Oh, Anohana's great. Just like... Yeah. I love a really well-told tragedy. Yeah. 
um or not even tragedy you know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh a tragedy can be something you know that's gonna i guess that's bad. fair uh or you know what happened mm-hmm. um but like unfolding all, all of the character motivations and mm-hmm. stuff is like this is a better told story about grief than freyren is oh a hundred thousand percent I'm sorry. I found out something about like uh recent uh like Freyren manga stuff that has me like so down on Freyren. If you know, you know. Uh I'm, we're not going to spoil that here because we're not covering the manga. Uh but I am I am so mad about Freyren <laughs> under the surface of this and I'm trying to hold it back. Legal effect overdose. Oh, you finally finished it this year. Yes. I love to right, commit a lover's right. suicide with the world fan. It's sick. Thorn, that's not an all-time game, probably just because of how much of a mess it is. But it's Thorn is an all-time character. We were, wow, I had a lot of thoughts to write down about Shinsekayori. I didn't like Shinsekayori. Um, I... We had a big argument about this. Yeah. We are not rehashing this. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was just like, I'm getting flashbacks. I gave it a two stars. Wow. Oh, Lost Belt 6 was this year. We can't talk you about haven't, Lost Belt You 6. haven't heard our, our discussion about uh, our Lost time capsules. Yet, but we have those saved in multiple places, right? Lost Belt, yes. At least at least two, I think. Um, Lost Belt 6 made me drop Fate Go. <laughs> because I was like, oh... It has kind of spoiled the pot, huh? It, it was a it was a real moment of like you can you can be this good and yet most of the time <laughs> I'm oh. telling you they coast so much off Nasu that they don't bother trying to get writers who can actually do a good job or push them to do better than they are doing. Yes. Cuz they're like, "Oh yeah, we can just give you a bucket of slop to fill you up until the next Nasu chapter." I'm really lo- like mad about Grand Order. We can't talk about it though. Uh, put a marker down. I might cut some of that. Oshinoko was really pretty. Oh, Tengoku yeah. Daimakyo. Heavenly is... Illusion. I'm excited uh-huh. for more of that. Yeah, it was re- it was kind of a banger. Yeah, I uh, I think that the it's interesting because I think the manga feels a little bit like right now. It's like trying to prolong itself long enough that there's enough for a second season um but the the yeah that's a that's a show that is like both i really like a lot of the adaptational moves that they make mm-hmm. and um it's really pretty yeah <laughs> so much lost belt six trying if you know about lost belt six try and guess who me and fen's favorite characters are from lost belt six i don't think it's a hard thing to <laughs> Oh. We're we're in agreement on this, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just yeah, sure. Ben. You got anything else, Ben? Oh. Uh, Ono Kiss. I we we both separately oh. read that this year. Um. Right, right, right. That's that like really? ensemble uh story about a bunch of girl relationships. Uh, that ended up being coming together way better than I thought it was going to. Yes, it's interesting that like it does the thing. Hmm. Not every it, it almost feels like an anthology at first. Yeah. Of like, oh yes, all of these stories are set at this school, but mm-hmm. uh 
and have some similar like same characters or shared characters but they almost are standalone um but the last like two-ish volumes like brings it together in a really interesting way i think the thing that's really fun about onokus is the way that it ends with this girl like going around and being talking to girls about uh the different pairings and like groups of girls about different types of love right Mm -hmm. ends up with this fun thing where it's like this is a yuri many of the girls are explicitly in relationships but some of them are just friends and you get to like cover this big range of girl relationships that uh some of which are not explicitly romantic some of which are definitely just friendships uh and i think that that's fun it doesn't have to be that every single girl is paired up or uh single you know what i mean yes yeah or paired up with a romantic relationship or single right um yeah yeah and i think it does a good job of platonic girl friendships are also good even if i do like yuri a lot you know yeah well it does a good job of yes having a variety truly having a variety of yes it's not it's not oh we still are in a monogamous relationship but our love is definitely different from everyone else's it's like oh no there are a variety of relationships um that are all good um Hibike Euphonium, you hated this. I didn't uh, hate it, but it did not move like move my heart like at all. Um, I don't know why. In the same way that sometimes you just see a thing that uh, a mo- lot of people don't think is very good, but somehow it hits you really hard, you really like it. Sometimes you see something that you know is good, but it just doesn't move you. Momoi, 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 much much bigger than yours. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm so sorry to future Ben for needing to like cut this together into something listenable. It's gonna be rough. Uh, moto momomo, moto momo no. Uh, try saying that three times fast. Um, she wrote her day. She wrote Kimi Koi Limit and like a bunch of anthologies and uh and like uh amito kimi no muko um yeah she's written a bunch of stuff that like not is a real like mixed bag but on the whole her like her uh work was a joy Mm -hmm. read oh wow starting off with a bang in this journal i filled up a journal um i write down everything that i i've said this before i write down everything that i read and and very varying length thoughts Mm -hmm. um but starting off this journal with uh bang dream it's my go Mm -hmm. that simply one of the best anime of this year um it's my go oh this is like it's like chasing aoi kashiba koshiba koshiba right that was pretty good um we didn't talk about it on pod i think did we not definitely didn't do a yuri tea time on it no not a whole year um time, sure. so i will shout it out here uh that's a really interesting story that starts in the present um when the the main characters are in college mm-hmm. and flashes back to uh when they were in high school mm-hmm. um uh which is like seven or yeah. years ish, I think. Maybe it's ten, but 
Seven I'm thinking of because of uh, How to Break a Triangle. I love it. Wait, it's just How to Break a Triangle? Um, Which is also a banger, but that's like nowhere near done. Or I don't know how long that's going to be, but (laughs) But it's not done. No. Um, Hasn't even moved. But yeah, Chasing Aoi Koshiba. Koshiba? Koshiba. Yeah, it's just like a really I wish it had gone on longer, right? Like the ending needed another chapter or two could have used another volume honestly Mm -hmm. um but overall i really like stories like that that Mm -hmm. span time um because you get like you get additional information that influences your uh your uh like take on both present and past uh from each side Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you will see something in the present and go like oh that huh and then flash back to the past and go like oh that really contextualizes this relationship or mm-hmm. or vice versa is like oh you two were dating in high school and now barely talk huh mm-hmm. you really liked uh millennium actress right oh yeah that's just a banger sunny boy that's a really good that's a really good show that ended up being pretty good Himegoto, we briefly talked about it a bit ago, um, is really good. Oh, right. I have not read that. It's a real banger. It's like 100 chapters, but it's pretty quick. At some point in this year, probably, we will talk about Shimeji Simulation. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is, It did not hit as hard as Girls Last Tour for me, mm-hmm. um, but still a really incredible uh series um it's one of those that like i don't know that anything that uh that um tsukumizu mm-hmm. could have done would have hit as hard as girls last tour because girls last tour is like basically perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> um or like vibes with my interest really heavily um and so, yeah. And then the best thing that I read this year was Subahibi. Subrashki. Subrashki Hibi. Yeah. Wonderful every day. Live happily. Ben. What are we here to talk about, Ben? You don't sound jazzed. Uh oh. This is okay. It's not it's not DDD's fault. What is the what does DDD stand for? What's the official? Oh gosh. Uh one sec. Let me find that. It's the uh, Dark Dreams Desires, Dream Drop oh. Distance. Um fade. Dead Dead Demons. We've already done this joke. Decoration Disorder Disconnection. Decoration Disorder Disconnection is the actual three, three word title. Yeah, but it's mostly just referred to as DDD. Well, it's DDD dash Decoration Discord Disorder. Yes, Disconnection. Um, <clears throat> so it's D- not it's not DDD's fault, but this has been one of those one of those weeks where I'm just like I don't want to do the homework for Pod. <laughs> this is why Adagio me. was so sweet. Because it was like, I'm like, okay, okay, I have to do this. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of good. And then it just ended. And I was like, 
Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah. D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D. <laughs> DDR. Dog Drug Reinforcement. Um, what? <laughs> that's the name. That's the name of the uh, DDR clone from Madoka's Dog Drug Reinforcement. Oh, right, 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 right. DDD. Um... It's kind of a kind of cursed in a few ways, I think. It's kind of um, a okay. It's kind of a mess. Um I think that I think the story itself is a mess. I think the translation is bad. Oh, I think yeah. we weren't going to cover it originally for a reason. Uh I think it's coming at a bad time. Uh yeah. and I think I'm not in the mood for its bullshit. Yeah. I still had a pretty good time with most of it. I yeah. I think it is like at the very least i'm soured on because of the end of the first chapter that's really funny that the end of the first chapter not the very end okay not the very end very end's mostly fine although there is a thing in it that kind of also pissed me off but the reveal is really funny we're talking about the the like twist yes (laughs) what is okay well here's let's set it up let me finish oh go ahead let me finish the the literally all i wanted to do this week was lay in bed and and play ccc and ddd was between me and ccc uh so i was really just like i don't want to do this i think that it was like a fun time yeah i really wish the translation was better yes Uh uh-huh i think i i can't tell if the translation like eased off or i just got used to to it i think it's at its worst at the very beginning yes. but i do think that nasu having read some nasu at this point in uh japanese has a like has a very hard switch between i'm saying something fancy and people are talking normally mm. so when he's in like the poetic register it's harder to translate and harder to read normally <laughs> you know mm. what i mean uh and the beginning stuff is kind of hard to follow he also loves to this is like a a thing with japanese in general of like avoiding saying the subject for a long time Mm -hmm. uh but he loves to do that and so the early stuff is kind of hard to follow Mm -hmm. at times and then he also doesn't explain shit until way late Mm -hmm. so once you start understanding literally what is happening things start to get a little bit easier Mm -hmm more entertaining ddd is a novel series by nasu yes by there are two volumes and there's a lead-in to volume three and there is no volume three (laughs) and probably probably never will although maybe maybe uh once he's like eased out of making visual novels he'll return to this or something like that uh i could see that happening because from what i've heard the main problem he's having is not the writing it is the directing yes so write a book you can do that in your spare time not that bad he's old he's old he's not that old he's 50 he's not yes he's you're not right that, that he's old. not that old he's not that old people talk about him like he's gonna die in a week and like i'm sure he doesn't take i'm very I'm over i'm 31 himself. and i'm like i could die in a week <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's overworking himself. So who knows? He could have like one of those like uh horrible, tragic mangaka early deaths. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But also, fifty's not that old for a writer. Fifty's like not that. How old is Stephen fucking King? Ancient, <laughs> eternal. 
Stephen King is 76 years old and he just announced a new book. Wow. So, who knows? Maybe we'll, we will get more DDD in the future, which would be very funny. Um, it's, an, it's like an urban fantasy science fiction horror is how I would describe it. I think urban fantasy... Hmm. The, the like, uh, uh, stuff about, like, mental illnesses is, is just straight out of, like, uh, like, horror sci-fi, no. like, yeah. tropes. Yes. I think I would say, like, urban horror, or, sorry, urban sci-fi. It's, okay, it's, there are, there are, <laughs> yeah, um, which I, I was guess, not okay. sure about for a long time. I, I will say, there are there are basically three pieces yeah. that I would say are a part of this. One, Nasu loves urban fantasy. Yeah. Two, Nasu loves horror. Three, uh, there's a lot of noir in this. Yeah. In a way that there really hasn't been before. Um, it's we've we've remarked on how the cops don't exist or aren't like aren't relevant to any of the rest of his yeah. sto- stories and k and k comes closest there's like the cop character uh but he like doesn't do anything and he's just kind of incompetent and like gives a couple of clues to the people who actually do the yeah. work right yes and yeah he he doesn't even have a chance of no. understanding what's going on uh because he doesn't know about supernatural stuff uh this has more cops in it yes uh and and they are characters who at least this first chapter i should have said in the intro where we read j the e the first chapter there's of, like big check some chunk um there's like six of these chapters right there are three in this book i thought there was three in the next two there might, no well, there are four in this there's book four in this book oh yes. Oh, some of them are going to be shorter than J.D.E., yes, huh? Yes, I think the last one in this book is pretty short. J.D.E. was the third of the book. Yes. Um, What does J.D.E. stand for? <laughs> what does it stand for? Uh, we'll, Okay, we'll get there. I don't... I I feel like I remember seeing what it stood for, and then I can't it's remember now. one of my now. section headings. Uh, so... It, my first note is, what a silly title, Truly Peak Nasu. <laughs> I hear a lot, and I've said this, uh, that it would be nice, it would be cool to see Nasu do something besides the Type Moon Nasuverse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be cool to see what he could do if he, like, escaped the bonds of this, like, heavy metaverse that he's built, right? Mm-hmm. And what he would do is exactly the same thing, it seems. Because <laughs> this is this is a thing that it seems like he's, um, so I, I've heard that this is, like, him being self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. I don't know how many uh-huh. people are buying this, you know what I mean? Uh, aside from people who are buying it just because he's Nasu, right? Yes. But I mean, we are literally reading this because it was written by Nasu. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this is, this is like immediately trying to set up a world that's not as dense as like fate has gotten, right? Yeah. But there's a, plenty of like cruft already built into it as, as like the bones of its existence. I think hmm. Cruft is maybe uh, a hard way, uh, like rough way of saying that, but like it's immediately doing the expanding world thing uh, where it's like, oh, yes, there's things beyond what we're talking about here. I'm going to mention demons and it's not going to come up for a while. You know what I mean? 
uh, there are things that exist outside of Japan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just has a very similar vibe to K&K or uh, Tsukihime, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, you could just tell me that there's an order of wizards here, too. And sure. Yeah. There's a or, there's a, a department in the police called the Coffin Department. <laughs> it's just I, it's just fate again. I it's think that that's a, that's a like derogatory nickname. Yes. But it's also just the same vibe. Yeah, I guess I would say this feels more like uh, it was our world until a thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fate is like, no, mages have been around forever. And that there's like a parallel to the real world. I think demons are older than whatever's happening here. Real demon. There's a, there's a distinction between real demons and fake demons. I guess that's fair. Um, but this isn't to say anything bad. It's like it's like if K and K was more of a noir mm-hmm. and less of whatever the fuck K and K is. <laughs> kind of hard to place what K and K is too. Urban fantasy. Yeah, it's just what I mean is that it's hard to chart what K and K is like actually about at times. Yeah, yeah, so that's fair. Part of that is we just watch the movies. Yeah, yeah, and they're like I think yeah. We'll get a better idea of what's going on there when we mm-hmm, read mm-hmm. the books eventually. So, was that a good setup for this book? No, it was not even a little bit a good setup for this book. The intro, the first page that you can read. Well, you first you see the cover, which is a girl on a chair looking kind of pensive. Uh-huh. With, uh, with like, uh, what appears to be, like, glove, like thin gloves on uh, her hands and feet. Mm-hmm. This is not a girl. Oh, okay. I hadn't I hadn't looked at it again since. Yes, yes. That's a femboy. <laughs> that's a that, that's a haughty femboy. Oh. I was not prepared for how much of this was going to be like a like loser burnout jock x uh haughty femboy <laughs> uh fanfic, but I can't remember who or where I read this, but I had right like literally right before starting this, I had read that it was boys love. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I started this and I was like, oh, you didn't mean like cowards, BL. You meant like the protagonist is down bad for this femboy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's also down bad for one to two women. Uh, bisexual icon, Arika. <laughs> Yeah. He talks about how hot that cop is basically yeah. nonstop sure. the entire time. And also, uh, the other girl is like the setup of an Aroge protagonist girlfriend. The same way that like so many. Oh, yes. I was going are. to say, you say Aroge. Like, again, this is, it feels very noir yeah. in the, oh, I'm being bothered by this dame. And but that's also how Aroge happens. <laughs> yes. That's also how, uh, Nasu's protagonists treat basically every woman they uh, are going to have sex with later. Hmm. Like, this is Shiro. Shiro being, like, rude to girls is, like, a big part of his thing. And uh, Shiki being rude to Arkweed. I don't know that slicing her into 17 pieces can ben, be summarized as ben, being rude. That's not the fucking part I'm talking about. I'm talking about the part where he calls her an idiot nonstop and like makes fun of her constantly. It's the same vibe. Does Shiro? Is yeah. Shiro rude to girls? Yeah, Shiro's rude to women. He's rude to save her. Well, that's because that's the core of that route. Like, it's not a. Ben, 
My point stands. If he gets together with that girl, I will be the least surprised person on earth. I don't know that he will, but it he it they could be in a rogue route. Yeah, I would be surprised. It's also the way think- that Yuki acts in Wonderful Every Day to girls. Yeah, Yuki's <laughs> perfect. Um, it's just classic like uh visual novel protagonist root stuff. Yeah, I think there is something. The vibes are different because it's not a VN for me. Mm. I just think that Nasu, what Nasu writes is VNs and it's inflected everything he writes. Hmm. At this point, I think he, well, he wrote K&K mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. He wrote the, 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 what turns into uh, Mahoyo uh-huh. in high school. Yes. I think that K&K feels not less like uh, a root-based VN. But also, it's not not, right? Shiki, boy Shiki, uh, Fujino, uh, the, the little sister. It's also the same structure. What do you mean? You could turn K&K into a root-based Aroge. Very easy. I don't think that you could. You could You could take those characters and put them in a root-based Aroge. It would be a different thing. But, like, Nasu writes the same structure all the time. I think that just playing a bunch of VNs has broken your brain, but... <laughs> like... Books also have romance in them. Iroge didn't invent men and women having sex. Fan. Fan. Yes. I'm going to put you outside in the snow. (laughs) I I don't think it's unreasonable to say that a guy who famously wrote root-based VNs writes characters as if they are root-based VN characters. I think it is a little, like, demeaning to say that He's a good author, or to say that he's not a good enough author to change the... I did not say that. I said that is the style in which he fucking writes. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just part of the bones of his style. Okay, here's here's the thing, is that I am coming to at this from this guy... I, I read it a bit ago, so... Arika. Um, Arika. Feels a lot like uh, the protagonist from uh, Heartblood Wonderland and the End of the World. Okay, which is I've not read, which is very noir. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm coming at all of this like you're saying, oh, this is very rogue, and I'm saying this would no, it's noir. (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I do think that both of these things can be true at one time, fun. But this is. Arika being introduced to a series of women who he's attracted to in different ways. Yeah, this is also light novels. Like, Yes. Yes, Fed. It's the same thing. Light novels could also be adapted into root-based VNs. <laughs> I think that <laughs> the root-based part is mm-hmm. what's really getting to me. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I don't think that that's true. I just don't... Like, K&K is a story told sequentially i'm not saying (laughs) literally this is a root-based vm i am saying that these characters when they are introduced feel very similar to the series of characters who are introduced in a root-based vm wherein you could convince me that there was going to be a mato root that there was going to be a kaie root I do not think that this is not a feature of how Nasu writes. I don't think this is a flaw. I think this is how he writes characters. 
This is yes. Stories have characters, Ben. 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 At no point am I saying you're wrong. I guess I am kind of saying that you are wrong. But... I don't. I refuse to admit that. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. But also, I don't think it matters that much. The protagonist is having his arm eaten. Doesn't it suck when you pull back the blankets and your Emoto has crawled into bed with you? Uh, not for cute reasons or sexual reasons, but to eat your left arm? I think I would I would take uh, arm eating below cute and above sexual. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the order. This is an interesting It's uh, not opening. causing him pain, which is interesting. Yeah, it's a really hard to parse opening, I think. Because he says something about how his body is disappearing and then like something about being in pain and then not being in pain and then there's blood everywhere but also uh, there's no wound and uh, the little sister is talking to him but her, it's saying that her jaw is broken or something like that. And Nasu, th this is another thing that is like, oh, Nasu loves to write about bodies breaking down. Yes, yes. Good. This is like core to uh a lot of his horror yeah. is the the fear of um something in your body going wrong uh-huh uh-huh or in this case having your arm eaten off by your emoto <laughs> <laughs> that is also you know what i would also be pretty freaked out <laughs> I'm gonna, as someone with a younger sister, if she ate my left arm, I would be pretty freaked out by that. Yeah. Uh, I would first want to know how and why my little sister found me. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this is a detail that's going to come up in a little bit, too, so uh, we might as well mention it. It seems like when this is happening, he can't move for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. He's, like, paralyzed. Uh until he can like pull back the blanket and mm -hmm. yeah um interesting little cold open uh i like this more than the or i was able to follow this easier than the second cold open mm -hmm. zero uh, well, slash yes the second cold open which is the the first like sub section mm -hmm. a sub chapter uh first section of this chapter yeah. let's say uh is dreamlike which makes it hard to follow there's like a bit in the middle that makes it way harder to follow than it needs to be yes well or uh, i don't know that it needs to be like it is it is intentionally hard to follow right because it's a dream mm -hmm. or kind of a dream um or at least he's dreaming later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this guy, my my, I think my that... almost immediate reaction was like, this guy's a Marvel protagonist. He's a Joss Whedon guy. Yes. Yeah, 100. It sucks. He gets a little bit less annoying yes. later, but he's very annoying. Uh, I think that my um, the imparsibility of it is something that wouldn't bother me if the translation wouldn't bother yes. me as much if the yes. translation wasn't uh, really annoying. But um, this is. This is the thing for me is it generally it is hard to tell with the the type moon translations that we've read generally. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to tell. Is this intentionally vague mm -hmm. or is it just a bad translation? Yeah. I do not think that Nasu uh, all this is a, this is a Nasu thing. Uh, he loves to dump a plate full of random stuff that may that is 
probably mostly going to be important, but won't come up until random times later, mm-hmm. which is uh, mixed effectiveness, I would say. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like artificially inflating the complexity of what's happening so that he can do a chart later. <laughs> uh, but uh, No charts in this, Ben. Definitively yeah. not a real game. Well, Fan, the chapter-long uh, uh, Kaye sex scene begs to differ. <laughs> um, then it's just an Arahon. Um, no, it's written like an Aroge sex okay. scene. Uh, There's pictures. Watch it's all text over pictures. <laughs> watch me have egg on my face uh, next chapter when halfway through there is a chart that shows up. That would be I have really can't. There is... There is art occasionally. This is not impossible. Okay. What do we know about our narrator? He's college age. Seems like he's a dropout. Mm-hmm. He was in the hospital. We got a na- the name Adika last time. I wasn't sure this was Adika for sure mm-hmm. for a little bit, but yes, this is Adika. Uh, it is a month after he got out of the hospital, but a month before now. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about by the way. Um it is September 12th. He is breaking into his neighbor's house for money. Mm-hmm. He is misleading us to believe that he is robbing the place, but he is not robbing the place. This is yes. His the way that he his internal monologue goes is insufferable and does make this harder to follow. Yes. Because he's like, oh, you might think I'm a robber, like breaking into my neighbor's house. You wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. He's like, I'm breaking in because I want money. And then later he's like, oh, no, I'm here for a specific purpose. Yes. Uh So what's happening? There was a family suicide or something like that. The the family, the, the father of this family, Kizaki, uh, called the cops and like in a weirdly cheerful tone told them that his uh, wife and daughter had committed suicide and they should come clean it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cop came by to check, never came back. His partner came by to check, never came back. So before more cops showed up, uh, somehow our boy got a hold of this and has broken in. Yes. Uh, he's got... Uh, he says something about having a bunch of messages. One from a Suranui. We don't know who that is. One from a Kario Kaie. We don't know who that is. Kaie loves cell phones but hates phone calls. <laughs> Just like me. Uh, and then he gets a call from Kizaki asking him to exercise him? Yes. Uh, also, there's something about him having Kaie's arm. This is what I'm talking about. Hmm. Uh, we do get that he has one. He only has one arm himself at this point, right? Well, there's also the picture. Yes. That we get a picture of him with uh, prominently missing his left arm. Yeah. Okay. The I guess now is a good time to say this. I think that this. I don't think it's that hard to parse what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's this is hard. A lot of extraneous detail, or it is harder when reading four podcast, mm-hmm. and when, so we have to talk about what is happening mm-hmm. rather than. Like, it feels like what you're supposed to do is let this wash over you, mm-hmm. 
And then if you really care, once you've gotten more detail, you can come back and like, yeah. oh, that's right. That's what's going on. Once but again, it's not... I think the translation is also yes. making this way harder than it needs to be, which yes. is like if the translation is bad enough already that I'm like, fuck, maybe we should not have covered this. Yes. Especially because I hear it's going to get worse. Yes. Um, I just mean like, I think oh. that some of this is just a unique problem for us mm-hmm. doing this project is it is harder if we have to talk about what happens it's harder to just let it wash over us and say i don't know like some some stuff happened and it's only made clear later what actually happened sure i also think that um i think it's a style i don't know that it always works yeah i can disagree with it fundamentally even though i know what he's trying to do uh i don't think it's that bad here but i do think it is worth calling out that that's what he does Yes. Why does he have Kaye's arm? We'll get that later. Also, there's someone named Mato involved. We got a lot of names very quickly. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought that uh, he had memos from Kaye, but we get later that he like keeps a notebook where he writes stuff down in. Yeah. Uh, this guy's got a lot of things going on, I will say. <laughs> a lot of them are made clear. Uh-huh. Eventually, like in this chapter, at the end of this chapter, uh, at the end of J the E, mm-hmm. there's not that much that i'm left going like oh what's going on um no i think they explained it it's just like he's got like most most uh nasu protagonists have like one or two things and then they get more things later yeah starting with five things yes okay he has written down that if he looks into kizaki's eyes he'll die bad spooky bad um he goes into the apartment or the house he finds the bodies of the wife and daughter. Their heads are all twisted around. Uh, uh, there's a joke about an anime I've never heard of, yes. <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, this caused me to like look into this, into uh, Sazae-san, which is like a Sunday like kids anime that is like super well-known in Japan, but like virtually unheard of outside of Japan mm-hmm. that has like a thousand uh, episodes or 2000 episodes, something like that. Yeah, I you you asked me how many episodes do you think there are, and I was like, said some number like six hundred or something. Mm-hmm. And you were like, ha ha ha! Yeah, <laughs> it's so much higher. Um, this is one of the this is one of the few places where I'm like, oh, thank goodness we're reading reading a translation because, uh, it is like blurred out in the. No, go ahead. It it is uh like censored in the text, and there's a little footnote that presumably the translator added, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, here's the show that Nasu is alluding to." It's very funny that they insist on uh writing their names out in Japanese kanji and then doing furigana. <laughs> it's exhausting. Uh huh. This is this is too far for me. I like I like a honorific. I have said this. Uh, this is too much. Uh unless yeah like kanji kanji stuff I, that's really hard to explain and you can't like do it just by people aren't gonna remember what these kanji look like yeah and so far none of them have been like mattered important no it, it hasn't come up what kanji people write their names with you're better off making a like character page on, on your own yeah. where you show the yeah. kanji if people want to look into that and like say what the kanji are but yeah anyway uh Sazae-san is based on a uh, 68-volume manga. <laughs> That's so many? 
Uh, and it is a anime series that is ongoing. Uh, with 2,640 episodes. I think that's about 2,000 more than I guessed. <laughs> it's been running since 1969 to present. 69, He makes way more pop culture references than, a, than I expect from a Nasu protagonist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, he does this, this is like... Times. He's constantly quipping he like quips making jokes and... so much yeah he's so irreverent about everything that's happening mm-hmm. uh let's see uh i do like when this i did laugh at this bit where he says it's none of a burglar's business if a locked room murder happened in the place he's burglarizing <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah now now we get a weird bit he goes up to the second floor and all of a sudden he's in a different room and there's a different guy here who is unrelated to the thing that is happening. Mm-hmm. There's like the, a mummy guy. Yes. Uh, and they talk about demons for a bit. And like he's wandered into a concrete hallway. Yeah. Um, this is giving this scene gave me real uh, Persona 5 safe room vibes yeah. or uh, or like remedy games. You know what I think maybe my problem is here? What? This could I feel like Nasu is like reaching for visuals to help carry the like thing that's happening here and make it more distinct. Because at first I was like, oh, okay, this room is changing and this guy must be Kizaki. Mm-hmm. And then no, it's not what's happening. I yeah. feel I wonder if like I wonder if you could clarify this more if you could have more illustrations or visuals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He says he's dreaming. Now he's dreaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the dream is unrelated to Sa- mm-hmm. uh, Sazaki. Sa- Wait, what's the guy's name? Sazaki? Kazaki. Kazaki. Uh, they talk about exorcism. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, the guy almost melts his face. Or melts everything. Yes, including his face. Yes. Just, you know, the walls and stuff as well. We also get that uh, real demons are rare. And something about this being a uh, mental illness that people refer to as de- uh, demonic possession. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is very... It, I did occasionally this guy... This guy is no Avenger. Arika is no Avenger. He's not as funny as Avenger, right? Even though Avenger kind of also has this irreverent dude-like mm-hmm. vibe, right? Um, but it is funny when he's, uh, telling this mummy man at the end of a dream hallway who's about making everything melt to go see his primary physician. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, is this a world? What? Okay. What are demons? Is this a world where primary care doctors can, like, help with demons? Uh, or... I was not clear on if demons were real until like much later. I was speculating on this a lot until mm-hmm. I get to the line where until a line where it's like, oh no 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 yeah yeah demon. This guy's mm-hmm. a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he has a black dog with him, and it, he is not a priest. <laughs> Other people also refer to him as a priest. Lots of people. So, uh, let's see. Uh, the mummy also accuses him of being possessed. Wait, are there any oh. priests in K and K? This is the bit where um, no, I don't think there's any priests. Mm-hmm. Although uh, priest you know, means school the rogue is... guy. 
I'm gonna hang you from a coat rack <laughs> like Shizuka in this episode. <laughs> um, <sighs> this guy's life would be a lot. <laughs> Arika's life would be a lot easier if he could just stop contradicting people who could kill him at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was written by Joss Whedon, and so... Ah, <laughs> uh, Joss Whedon Aroge. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, it means that it's a mid, like, early 2000s uh, sitcom. Mm-hmm. Not sitcom. Um... Let's see. Uh, the mummy is starts like talking about how this is a te- trial from God. This is going to be a reoccurring thing too. People who are possessed tend to ramble about God a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it goes back to normal. Oh right. For some reason. Uh, real quick, this this section because I forgot earlier uh, opens with a thing about how. Uh, uh, he was back when he was. I uh, was released out of that prison they call a hospital. Foucault's like, here, baby. Foucault, <laughs> our boy, your boy. Um, he's everyone's he's my boy. boy yet. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I would call Foucault my boy, but I do. I have read and enjoyed Foucault. Um, enjoy, reacted to, mm-hmm. resonated with. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, the mummy stuff is a little, uh, the mummy stuff hasn't come up again. That has not really been, like, clarified. But anyway, the rest of this is pretty straightforward and I think pretty good. He's back in the regular house. He goes into the room. Kizaki is there. There are two dead cops on the ground, their heads twisted all around. Funny. Uh, then what's the one thing he's supposed, not supposed to do, let happen? What's the one Uh, thing he can't do? Look into that guy's eyes. There's a big mirror, and he immediately catches Kizaki's eyes, even though he's facing away from him. Unfortunate. Very funny. Um, This paralyzes him again. He's, like, frozen in place. And Kizaki starts uh, rambling. Kizaki says a lot of shit. Yes. Uh, A lot of page count is devoted to possessed people, like, rambling about, like, uh, not nonsense, but, like... uh, uh weirdly repetitious uh complaints about their life yeah uh kizaki has some opinions about women that he's gonna let let us know kizaki i'm gonna sum this up he was having a hard time at work things went wrong things went bad his boss has told him to hang himself he quit not fired he covered it up for two weeks uh he told his family that he wanted to kill himself when they find out, and his wife apparently said, uh, at least have the decency to die in a way that leaves us money. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty rough. Uh, also a little funny, but... Also a little funny. <laughs> he, uh, then spins his head around all the way, t- apparently trying to kill himself, and, uh, their heads spin too, and they die, and he doesn't. Yep. Uh, I'm not clear on... This is an interesting leap possession being possessed by a demon or having a magic uh super depression that gives you evil powers mm-hmm. being able to make you make supernatural stuff happen makes sense to me but arika talks about it as if his like uh neck meat has been swapped out for like a smooth sliding dvd like tray or something like that <laughs> the way he talks yeah. about it is so like interesting is the guy's i kind of would have just thought like oh yeah he's like exorcist twisting his head around but uh uh, uh 
Autica makes it sound like he could just keep going. Yeah, yes. That, that is the vibe. It does feel like, or I almost thought of it as like a, like a millstone. Yeah. Uh, smoother. But like, oh yeah, you can just kind of... You can just kind of keep rotating that thing huh but yeah it's a great image he's like staring at him in the mirror he's turning his head Audica's head is turning with him mm-hmm. this guy's head can turn all the way around but Audica's can't mm-hmm. that's fun that's cool uh cool stick scary stressful um let's see a sliding configuration 360 degree rotable and multi-directional to boot <laughs> that's his neck uh-huh um okay so Adika's neck snaps then the black dog shows up he calls it hatred chand it's really funny it's really funny nasi's a pretty tuny guy uh generally you know what i mean but hatred chan is like this is this is like a jujutsu kaisen monster to me Oh, it's a funny joke. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Also. Yes, yes, yes. Like, but but it is funny. I'm not saying it's bad, but it is I was also did groan when I see it. I was like chuckle groaning at it. Oh, I fully read it as like you're supposed to laugh at yes. this. It's not supposed to be yeah. like cool. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um It is also supposed to be What is happening here is very, very hard to parse. Oh, I wrote down uh the arm being a dog is cool more arms okay. should be dogs okay okay i did not pick up that the uh dog was a uh, was the arm uh until much much later uh i i don't know that i was like i think the next chapter may have like kind of made me go like was i wrong about yeah. the arm being a dog but uh that was that was the vibe in the moment i was like oh yeah yeah his arm turned into a dog that's cool this is this is that guy this is that vampire. Chaos. No. From uh from the, the Tsukihime short stories, the setups for Tsukihime 2. There's a guy whose power is that he blows his limbs off and turns them into monsters. Oh. You remember that? No. Yeah. That's just chaos again. <laughs> no, no, no. Specifically as uh, a monster in each of his limbs. Like okay. Kaiju in each limb. Okay. And he blows off a specific limb to summon a specific monster. Mm. And that's exactly what's ha- what this yes. feels yes. like. Yes. A lot of this is Nasu taking uh, like ideas that uh, I feel may, perhaps he thought uh, he didn't like get to play with enough mm-hmm. in other stuff and uh, trying to adapt it into this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Tsukime 2 never happening means he didn't get to play with that vampire. So he's kind mm-hmm. of like taken some of that idea and put it here. Just you wait, Ben. Tsukime 2 coming. Yeah. Tsukime 2 definitely, definitely real and gonna happen. Just like DDD Volume Three, <laughs> DDD Volume Three is so much more likely than Tsukihime Two. I don't think it's likely. I don't know that it's likely. Is zero more than zero? <laughs> uh, you know what I think is the most likely is that Nasu retires from making VNs and writes a new, different book. <laughs> that would be so funny. Part one, junk. Junk. This is this is a clue. This is a clue to what J the E means. Oh. I just looked at what the title of part two is, and I was like, oh, Naruhodo. Is, is that Eater? Yes. Okay. 
That's really funny. <laughs> Does part three not have a subtitle? Or like a title? Is it just three slash? Oh, I think it's just the full song. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let's I, go. HKPL is here. <laughs> Artica wakes up. I don't know how he survived the neck snapping thing. Maybe he uh, managed to do the black dog arm thingy before dying. I'm not really yeah. totally sure, but he got out of it somehow. He's having a bad dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are fish swimming in the air. Actually, there's just a water tank above him. Yes. Um, okay. It's so funny. There were some of them didn't turn out to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very funny that I was like, ah, it's just like, um, just like, uh, you wrote down Shemeji simulation. It sandblasted the name of the thing that I'm searching for out of my head. Uh, Subihibi. The, the like water tanks underground with uh-huh. weird little gremlins in them uh-huh. uh really giving me subihibi vibes uh-huh, uh-huh. guy who's only read subihibi <laughs> <laughs> yes yes this is kaye's house we got the name kaye earlier mm-hmm. it's in the middle of a forest also kaye is rich yes Kaye is in the center of a room in a canopy bed, and you can't make out his face uh, until you get really close because mm-hmm. of the canopy. Uh, it is not there. There's like the the like similar to K and K like gender ambiguity until that uh, he like loudly announces, "This guy's got a dick, folks." Later uh, on, this snotty punk who'd seriously be like a princess if he just shut up is a work of art that God commissioned on a whim. At the same time, he's also evidence that God has no taste. <laughs> really incredible line. Kaye also has a fridge, uh, a, a desolate room without very many possessions, except a for full a phone. of soylent? Grapefruit juice. Is it just grapefruit juice? I think it's just grapefruit juice, but like um, only filled with drinks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it sounded like it was like a meal replacement vibe, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. This is more like uh, it's not it's not exactly K and K, but there's definitely like I think he's there's a joke about bottled water. Yeah, he's making a yes. joke about K and K here. Um, Adika gets Kaye some juice after waking up from his nap while complaining about only having one arm. Kaye also has prosthetics, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four, four limbs them. are uh, artificial. Yep. Uh, Kaye is also a sexy femboy. <laughs> yep. Uh, Arika is mad that he's still horny for him. <laughs> kind of funny. So, what is Arika's job? What is Arika's like? What is his job description? Uh, his job description is to to put on and take off uh Kaye's limbs in the morning and the evening. In the morning and the evening. This is interesting. Uh, I don't know. They haven't like done too much with it yet, or I I don't know that the stuff that is being done is uh. The interesting thing here is that it talks about prosthetics as like an object, not just like a a fun gotcha, right? Their uh, Kaye's limbs uh being prosthetics meaningfully hinders him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there we get talk about them being taken on and off instead of them just being kind of like an all day thing you know what yeah. i mean instead of them being like seamlessly part of your body mm-hmm. and we also get it specifically called out that prosthetics are uncomfortable and exhausting to like uh use often yes and uh doesn't mean that kaie can just do everything easily even though they are like super super high tech limbs that high tech super limbs that uh do act and function very similarly to uh to like natural limbs right yes. uh so the idea that even with that uh they're still like uncomfortable to wear and like require special care mm-hmm. is good that's interesting mm-hmm. i don't know that it's going to like follow up on that in any particularly interesting way but uh there's like a little bit of interesting stuff there yeah yeah the I would say that, that is a lot of there's like there's potential for mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff introduced to 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 be interestingly explored mm-hmm. and also also I don't know that it's going to yes yes because like well, again I didn't know that the uh, the limbs were dogs or at least one of them is a dog I didn't know that that well, we got so... here I didn't. Okay, I hadn't parsed the dog is that, here at some point. That the the dog limb was um was the one or yes, I didn't parse that that was one of Kaye's Kaye's left arm. Uh prosthetics. Yeah. Not so, that Adika has like, oh, it's a limb weird that Kaye provided. What's the dog doing here? Like what's the vibe on that dog? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. um um but yeah, it's interesting, but then immediately like uh the I don't know that the the places that it's going is going to be as interesting as uh that little bit of like potential cuz one thing we don't get, we don't get the scene of Arika removing and replacing those limbs. Mm-hmm. We get okay, time to do that and then we skip over it. Mm-hmm. And uh talk about a like intimate scene that you're just like not doing i mean maybe they'll do it later but like it seems like you're like dropping the bag a little bit there especially Mm -hmm. if you are interested in like uh the tension between these two which nasu clearly is Mm -hmm. the dog has no eyes it sees through human eyes when it is time to hunt uh the sofa in this room very comfortable <laughs> uh and kaye uh is very annoying and loves to heckle arika this is funny this is entertaining yes. this started the the really kaye showing up really is where the start i started like picking back up on this mm-hmm. um because kaye it's oh it's funny when a sexy femboy like taunts you <laughs> yes not me the protagonist of the yes. thing that i'm reading uh-huh uh Yes, he's making fun of Adika for uh uh having a nightmare about the the Kizaki incident. Um now let's find out about agonist disorder. Hey Ben, have you ever heard about how mental illness makes you a criminal and like kill people? Yeah, I heard I've heard a lot about this actually. <laughs> you know, this is like urban sci-fi like horror 
this is classic like science fiction horror stuff right the idea of like oh a mental illness that uh is unlike other mental illnesses because it gives you uh evil superpowers that you can that, that you then use to commit crimes or kill people mm-hmm. pretty it's not like it's not a very novel idea yeah but it's like Here's my my thing is that it doesn't stick out for me as being like uh uniquely bad either. No. I just think this is like a trope. It reads as yes. Yeah. It, it reads as horror to me. It I, I if if I have to defend it, at least he Nasu does make clear like there's normal there's still normal mental illness. That doesn't make you into like a a irredeemable murderer. Yes. Uh who can never return to society. Autica, who's a real asshole about mentally ill people it seems like uh at least he's the way he talks about them is still like oh yeah but like depression is like a real problem that people struggle with yes uh this is different this one makes your head makes people's heads explode and shit yes and, and as we saw it gives you like inhuman abilities yes and and phys- and uh, inhuman physical traits which is gonna come up in a big way later yes um Agonist disorder is like the official name for it. Uh, It's kind of like science is kind of uh, science and the police is kind of like obscuring what's happening Mm -hmm. in order to not panic people. But uh, it's being treated as like an outbreak of by the public as an outbreak of demonic possession in the Western sense specifically. Yes. Well, there's an interesting. Yeah, there's an interesting bit here where I think it's just Arika to himself is like well it couldn't have been like a thing that the japanese public was like or that was uh unique to japan because it's happening all over the world and be and uh there's something foreign about christianity Mm -hmm. and so like well yeah of course it it isn't like a japanese thing it's something else coming to invade us i think kaye says this because audica is like wouldn't it be better if it was just like um some spe- Japanese specific type of possession that doesn't really function the same way as demonic possession. Kai is like, that's no fun. You need the, like the exotic flair of demonic possession. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause we get more Kai, uh, talking pretty soon. Um, the police attribute like a very wide spectrum of things to agonist disorder many of which are not actually cases of supernatural crime. You know what I mean? And it seems like this is... Uh, Adik is implying that this is on purpose to, like, obscure whether or not anything supernatural is happening. Mm-hmm. Classic police behavior. Uh, Adik also does this funny bit where he's like, also, supernatural things don't exist. I mean, I've seen truly... a lot of it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of it, and I know it is, but also, I still want to be a normal person, so I have to pretend that I don't believe in it, at uh-huh. least. Yeah. Kind of a funny thing to say. Uh, this is where I stopped for the night, and I was like, huh, I wonder if demons are real or if it's just this framework. And then I get to Arika saying, Kaye is a real demon. Uh-huh. Like, oh, okay. I guess that's true. I guess that's fair. <laughs> mm, well, yeah. But is he? I mean, the black dog is at least. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, uh, the way that he talks about it, Kaye is like, uh, there's definitely something supernatural that is separate from uh, uh, agonist disorder happening with Kaye. Yes. And there's like a, a clear, it, 
maybe they're going to turn around and be like, okay, well, real demons also aren't real demons. But uh, he does say that Kaye is a real demon and that he is a real demon tamer or whatever. Right, yeah. Demonic possession. We get some of the mechanics of this. This is interesting because Kaye is like uh, playing the role of like, okay, demon possession targets people who are emotionally weak, but that doesn't mean that they are it is a failing of them. It is because uh, they're vulnerable and environmental factors from society and their families put uh, undue pressure on them, which causes them to break down in this unique way that makes them susceptible to uh, de- this like phenomenon known as demonic possession. Yeah. Audica's like, they're weak, pathetic losers. Yeah, there is an Audica's bit is that he considers himself to be a weak, pathetic loser. So he gets to reclaim that. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yes. Hey, Ben, have you ever heard of someone who's the weakest of them all, but also? Um, uh, no, there is something interesting here about, like, it's fine if you're weak. Mm-hmm. You just have to, like, be okay with that. Yeah, uh-huh. You have to, and the people around you have to be okay with that. Uh-huh. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the things get bad when you're weak and everyone around you is telling you why aren't you strong yes and then you uh like try to seize strength through violence yes yes uh or you fair. walk or I you can... walk through a, like a foggy street and... we do get some more stuff about how some places just have bad vibes and are unpleasant <laughs> to be around um no one's it is kind of the fun kid has bad vibes it is kind of fun how even with kaya here acting as this like uh lore dumper uh uh how this works is like speculation like different people say different things about it that's kind of fun Mm -hmm. uh let's see Mm, super depression gives you evil magic it's easy for the supernatural to take hold of a in a heart on the brink Mm mm-hmm uh there's something about people making up rules and then breaking them and then turning into demons i'm not really clear on what that is but it comes up later too Mm -hmm. uh uh we also get in a very frere and ray way he says that kaye being a demon has no real emotions oh uh arika also tells us that people who commit suicide are weak thanks arika yeah A bunch of time has passed. They did some other chatting, apparently. Arika is hungry. I am too. Yeah. There's a funny bit. We're only we're already almost halfway done. I only have four thousand words here. Oh, right. You were gonna ask me to guess how many. Fuck. What is your normal like? Twenty k is ten k is like an average. I would say. Okay, I would have said ten to twelve k. I would have said like three to five. Yeah. So, so. right in there. There's an interesting bit here where Arika seems to, uh, for for now, this is also a thing that could get like dumped later. Arika doesn't have any money, mm-hmm. really, actually, not fakely, like m- many Nasu characters, fakely don't have money. Uh, or how much is rent? Is my question. The money he gets from uh uh Kaye pays for eighty percent of his living expenses. And he gets two thousand a month, approximately, yeah. from Kaye. Well, and that means that there's still twenty percent. At he's current missing. exchange rate, it's more like fourteen hundred. This is not current exchange rate. Sure. 
Um, but he gets 2,000, uh, 200,000 200, yen a month yes. from Kaiye. That pays for 80% of his living expenses. Don't know where he's getting the other 20%. Well, we, we, we do kind of know. Do we? Well, he did say he was breaking into that house for money. Yeah, but he also, like, definitely wasn't breaking into that house for money. Well, yeah, but there, he does... There is a bit where he mentions that uh, Kizaki tried to pay him after that, which means Kizaki survived that. And uh, Mato, whoever Mato is, uh, confiscated it. Yeah, because he, oh. shouldn't, he shouldn't be taking money for volunteer work. Okay. <laughs> Arika, anyway, yes. we get all this a lot where, like, Nasu protagonists are, like, play poor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Shiki from K&K uh, just isn't talking to her rich fa- parents anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki from uh, Tsukihime is uh, uh, absurdly wealthy. It's just that he has too much pride to ask for money from Akiha. Uh, Shiro uh, has a part-time job basically out of a sense of obligation. He doesn't need to pay for anything. Yeah. Uh, Arika seems to really actually be broke. Uh, yeah. And it seems to be making him kind of really mad at all the rich people around him, which I think is really entertaining. Kaie, who also apparently doesn't have any like money issues i don't know how being a demon factors into this uh keeps trying to charge him for things <laughs> it's really funny keeps like offering him things and then like be- when arik is like but you're gonna take this out of my pay right and he's like oh yeah of course uh also i suppose this is demon behavior right it's like you don't get anything for free yes uh also refuses to pay uh either daily or any in advance <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Arika has a hard time having a normal job. Uh, he implies that this is because of his disability, but I think he means more broadly than just the arm, because there's another thing about him that is going to be, like, hinted at for most of this chapter before finally, like, really spoken about in, uh... I was clarifying. so sure that he was plural. That he I had, did. like, multiple personalities? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did think he had a day, a day Arika and yeah. a night Arika, but no, that is not what's happening. No unfortunate uh let's see something about the dog oh arika tries to talk about the dog uh and then is interrupted because kaye wants to talk about a new demon possessed someone who's eating dogs Mm. and cats um removing all the stuff inside and dumping out the skin on burnable garbage day is really gross i like some of the like uh uh this horror stuff but i immediately was like oh this is gonna be about a big fat guy mm-hmm. you're half right um I'll, I'll talk about how my predictions uh clarified later kai is like you gotta catch the dog killer guy um uh, and Adika says uh that <laughs> <laughs> that uh since you need to be the same species to exact revenge he should go get scooby-doo <laughs> to take care of this one that's really funny. Um, this is, I think, one of the first bits where Arika mentions not having good memory. Do you want to just say what his bit is? Yeah. About his memory? Yeah. Like, the, they spend so long dancing around it. He he only keeps memories that he makes during the night. Yes. Which is why he has the notebook of... Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps notes on stuff that happens during the day that he needs to know mm-hmm. going forward. Or often uh, just or- writes nothing big yeah <laughs> which is really funny which yes i think he, what we see is that i think even on days when a lot of things happen 
his day self is like, well, I don't need to remember any of this and just writes nothing big. It's pretty funny. Uh, we also, um, the, uh, oh, he can, uh, he gets vibes. He, he'll like recognize places as familiar. Mm-hmm. He will recognize people and names as familiar. He'll be able to like tell his way in the dark in a place he's only been to during the day. But uh, specific stuff doesn't really come to him. And I think he gets like really bad migraines if he tries to force it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kaye immediately clocks that Arika might know Yukio, the uh, the demon possessed. It's true. He has a note that mentions Yukio uh, and has, says something about eating too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch out for vinegar. Then he takes off Kaye's prosthetics, please. Again, this is not zoomed in on at all. Where is Kaye's house? Uh, under the chamber between... Let's see. Is... Okay. Kaye's underground chamber is in a forest? No, I mean, his room is in the chamber beneath the storage tank that is in the forest. Okay, there's like an abandoned emergency water tank. Yes. That, which that, is full of fish now, which is not typically what yeah. you do with a storage tank. Uh, Are the fish real? No, we know that they're not later. Okay. okay. Um, uh, the fish are are another one of Kaye's limbs. Oh, uh, I did not realize that. Because he says, like, oh, when Kaye has all of his limbs on, he's like, oh, the dog isn't here, and there's no shark. And hmm. Okay, okay. Um, or at least the shark isn't real. I don't know if all the fish. Because I remember I him saying, calling out the shark. I don't know if there were more fish. I thought he said that there were fish swimming up there. I think anyway. it could have just been a shark. Anyway. Anyway. I couldn't I couldn't really say for sure, so yeah. I'm not gonna. Um Yeah, this is just that guy, that like Tsukima vampire guy. It's so funny. Yeah. Except for he had kaiju instead of just animals. Uh-huh. But um it's it is very funny that he makes a mention of like, well, no one at the fire department even knows that this place exists, probably. <laughs> How does he know about it? How does he know about it? Okay. Well, he was trying to get a prosthetic limb and normal ones weren't working out. Oh, so Mato, right, right, right. Uh, who was his like case manager or whatever, uh, uh, hooked him up with the connection to Kaye. I don't know how she knows about a demon who lives under an abandoned uh, water like thing in the woods. She's a lot like Toko. She is. Yeah. I think she, she probably has red hair, right? She has the red sports car. He's, she has a red sports car, but also he calls her Tomato. Oh, his head. because it's a. a I know, but name. also, yeah. I I would hundred percent believe that she also has red hair to yeah. match this yeah. aesthetic. Um, we may or may not find out if Volume Three ever comes out, and we could see her on the cover. The movie, you know, big anime movie, mm-hmm. the live action movie <laughs> of this. So, uh, it, I I think it is interesting, real quick, because you said movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is interesting that this hasn't been ad- 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 adapted <laughs> in any manner whatsoever. Uh-huh. That's because it's not, it's not like... Well, K&K got adapted, though. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair, but that's also part of the same universe, even if it's not... It's part of the same multiverse, right? They're still the same rules mostly apply. They're just moved around. Yeah, but it's like such a different vibe. Like this isn't this doesn't get a grand order of crossover, but K and K does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Different. I will I think 
the vibe I get is that is because K&K is popular and DDD mm-hmm. is not. Well, yeah, but I do also think that D&D or DDD has like a harder <laughs> time. D&D. DDD has a harder time getting ground because it's not you can't like even for marketing really tie it directly into broader fate of our stuff. Yeah, I guess I can't say that that didn't happen with K&K, but like K&K doesn't. You can tie really. The, you can tie K&K indirectly. I mean, Toko is in a bunch oh, of other fate right, stuff. Right. Mages work the I'm, same way. Oh. There's still like all of that stuff still exists. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this doesn't. Ha- the Mages Association does not exist in this world. Yes. If it do- did, I would be like, oh, Nasu's trick, <laughs> but it doesn't. Yeah. Well, we don't. At the very least, it doesn't exist for anyone we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Mages Association, for all we know, could exist in this world, mm-hmm. the one that we're in, uh, and we wouldn't know about it. <laughs> That's fair. But the vibe I get is that it's consciously yeah. being moved yeah. away from, right? Yes. Like, the whole thing is about demon possession, but the church is not the church, right? The church is, or, or yes, but also, he's... Arika is repeatedly referred to as a priest. Yes, but he's not uh, the holy church priest. Yes. Because you don't have to be part of the holy church to be able to be called a priest because the holy church doesn't exist in the same way. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's a conscious choice, I would say. And it would be weird for him to then turn around and be like, CL cameo time. The closest we're going to get is like, this woman who's kind of like Toko and also uh, Kaye, uh, also kind of being like Toko. Yes. <laughs> it's Toko's all the way down, fun. Anyway. Um, he came to Kaye for prosthetics. Kaye hired him instead. Instead, He says some like really gross things about uh, how disgusting Kaye is without his limbs on. Uh, that sucks. Yep. Uh, and then he goes to a funny restaurant because he's hungry. He refused to eat at Kaye's place because he would be overcharged for it. Dining bar nebula. Real quick. There is a good line at the okay. end of this section where he says, ah, this neck of mine has got a collar called salary. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 He's actually poor. Yeah. If, if it turns out that Adika has a rich family that he's not talking to, I'm going to be pissed off. But for the time being... <laughs> Uh, Fen, what kind of restaurant is Dining Bar Nebula? It seems kind of like a dive bar. Uh, well, Italian food dive oh, bar. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Named it's Dining Bar Nebula. Nebula. Uh, they do serve foie gras. <laughs> they do serve foie gras and club sandwiches. Uh, but yeah, what a weird. Uh huh. He does. He does call this out as a very strange place. Yeah. Uh, I took a picture of this uh, uh, drawing, this illustration, mm-hmm. uh, because it's very funny. He has a frisky kohai. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She's Mihaya. She uh, the most. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the most annoying Ojo-sama you've ever met. Is she an Ojo-sama? She's rich, definitely, but she fe- she reads to me more like a. She's rich. She's spoiled. She's a rich, spoiled, like, Instagram girl more than an Ojo-sama. She doesn't have the, like... An Ojo-sama for the 21st century. Yeah. Her name is uh, Tsurunui Mihaya. Mihaya. Uh, the the bit is that... Um, I don't know that... Uh, the way she is rich feels trashy. You know what I mean? Yes. 
like she eats a bunch of food in front of him and then orders foie gras a snack after <laughs> it's so funny she's 19 years old she's a year younger than him uh a friend from high school uh she's she's down bad for him for some fucking reason she's yeah uh-huh i hmm there is there is a little bit of the vibe here that is like yes uh she would date him for three weeks and then get bored and dump him <laughs> and because he refuses to date her uh it makes him more interesting yeah yes. i could definitely see that uh yeah he's like eating a sandwich that's not gonna fill him up that's all he can afford while she's like eating like snacking on foie gras and he's like fuck her i hate her so much i'm so mad right now she does offer to pay for his meal as long as he becomes her boyfriend yes and he's like no uh and she responds i'm an intelligent and beautiful girl when you're younger than you don't you know it's a good bargain <laughs> she does then also be like okay no 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 i'll buy you some food and then tries to like buy him a series of couples foods that they can eat <laughs> together and he's like i'm not eating any of that he hates sharing uh, we get a mention of another character, Kitty Sue, um, uh, his partner, who is looking into a different uh, possessed rich girl who mm. may be faking in Nagano. Presumably a setup for a future chapter. Yeah. But also, also it could also just be a way to keep this character out of this part, and then they're going to yeah. come back next chapter. Um, also, an introduction to the fact that, like he he can't move between prefectures he can't leave the prefecture because he's like kind of being treated as a criminal yeah i think i think mato will mato who we've gotten at this point as a cop will kill him if he tries apparently and we have gotten i believe that uh i think he's at least he has said that even if you um not dismember what's the thing for for getting a demon out of someone <laughs> exercise even if you're exercised yes uh even if the demon is exercised like you still can't return to normal society mm-hmm. um which yeah that feels like what is going on with him yeah, yeah. kind of he he has claimed that he's not possessed or he's not the same as a demon possessed. no he calls himself a victim not yeah. uh not an eat one of the eaten not the eater as uh-huh. he says to uh, Kizaki. Um, that Emoto sure did eat. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's literal. It's... Yes. Uh, but there is something about like, yeah, there's something there about like, he talks about, yeah, having been institutionalized means that he can't leave the prefecture. Super institutionalized for the super depression. Yes. Now we're going to get a great character building bit from Mihaya where first she uh, threatens to puke if he doesn't stop talking about demon possession and then uh, moments later shoves a video of a dog's head being caved in in front of him. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, yes, she she hates ghost stories, but she uh, does not know like uh, gore and snuff videos don't seem to bother her at all. Very oh. funny uh let's see what else she's on her fourth cell phone of the year she collects cell phones because she's making a robot she's really endearing um annoying annoying but funny yeah so funny (laughs) someone got a video of yukio Mm -hmm. apparently uh who is the 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 dog eating demon possessed uh arika's now has connected like yeah i for sure met this person this sucks mato's gonna be so mad at me 
Uh, Arika then uh, advises Mihaya to uh, talk to him more at night, not during the day. Uh, Because he's going to stand her up if she keeps trying to contact him during the day. He doesn't really explain exactly why, but he's like, you know, just text me at night. It'll be fine. Uh, They talk about how much it sucks that people are like ganging up on Yukio. Because uh, he's the, they talk about like, oh, people are just looking to lash out at someone who's like uh, kind of a freak. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I think the, the specific stuff that they say is basically like people on the Internet are just bored yeah. and are looking for something to do. Yeah. And it's like the thing that Yukio is doing is bad. Yeah. Killing and eating people's pets. Definitely bad. But also this is like uh, the people who are like running and taking videos of him and like posting about it on the internet or just doing this to like get a rush off of shitting on someone who they can like think of themselves as better than yes yeah so he uh arika is impressed that mihaya like has thought this through enough mm-hmm. and walks her home we also get some more stuff she doesn't know how demon possession works he blames it on bad vibes yeah you know, sometimes you just walk along the street and then there's some bad vibes and you walk through them and then suddenly you're demon-possessed. Yeah. 360-degree rotable, <laughs> smooth action. Neck. Mihaya lives in a very cheap apartment in a kind of bad neighborhood, it seems like. It's like... Well, I guess it is a current industrial district. Yes. Uh, Past, like, some abandoned, uh, burned-out factory. Yeah. Uh... Not burned out, just emptied out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, she lives in a converted like dorm mm-hmm. uh, for like a bread factory or something like mm-hmm. that. I guess it does. It does. It doesn't have, seem like it a does have the feeling of being a former industrial area, uh-huh. like the the factory that all of this story takes place in, and um, mm-hmm. just like the the bread factory no longer being a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. There are still factories, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah the the Nasu can't help but write a post crash. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Story. Arika, one of the places catches Arika's eye. The Mikishido Water uh, Shikura Plant Number Two. Shikura is the name of the city. He breaks in to get a look around and is like, "Oh, I've been here before. I don't remember it because it was during the day, but I've definitely been here." Uh, now we get that uh, fear is stored in the balls. <laughs> or in the left arm. Left arm in this case. What emotion is stored in the balls? I'm waiting. Which one do you think, Ben? P? <laughs> Ben's getting up. Ben's coming over. Ben's taking my mic away. Oh, no. So where was fear stored, Ben? In the left arm. All right, all right. Stop me if you heard this one before. Losing a limb damages your humanity. Uh, this is what Star Wars is all about. Yeah, this is also like cyberpunk, right? Yes. And like yes. a lot of science fiction stuff. Um, He does like clarify that this is not necessarily always the case but he uh but in his case he definitely lost part of his emotions when he lost his arm 
I think he does say it is always the case. Mm. It's just that it doesn't always go bad, right? No. He says something like, in my case, uh, I don't know if this is the case for everyone, but in my case, this yeah, okay. happened to me. He does also talk about how if like someone lost an ear, they might be like really irritable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's framing it as like a, this could happen, paranoid, which is yeah. better. But I do wish that that was like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, um, he didn't really lose fear either. What he lost is like uh, self-preservation instinct, mm-hmm. basically. Animals like him because he doesn't like seize up when they get close to him. Uh, but also, the part of this is that is fun is that because he doesn't have like self-preservation, his like curiosity takes over, and so he has to like the the idea that he has to like take steps to manage this condition is kind of is interesting right yeah he's like okay the bit where i can't stop myself from wandering into this dangerous place because i'm not scared at all and i can't really hold back so i'll set a timer i get five minutes of running around and then i have to leave yeah that's fun Mm, we get some stuff about how there's ghost stories all over town etc etc he doesn't find anything and uh he leaves yep Five minutes, not a very long time if you're wandering around an abandoned factory. No. Section two, Eater. (gasps) J the E. (laughs) It's all coming together. Don't say it until we get to the last chapter. The reveal is going to be big time. Uh, Okay. (laughs) We've all but said it. (laughs) No, no, no. no. It's going to be a big one. Okay. We're getting some more arm stuff what do you think about this interesting again it's like where how where is it going to go Mm -hmm. how is it going to be deployed so he's lost his arm so hard (laughs) that he can't use prosthetics normally or his arm was never there to begin with yes this is an interesting thing or um they say a couple things that feel contradictory, right? Because the his arm is gone and there is no scar. And uh, for all intents and purposes, anyone who like uh, tries to like look at his body would say that he was born without an arm. Interesting. This is like whatever that girl, whatever his little sister did was fucked up. Uh, or like very thorough, at least. Um, but... Something about his arm makes him unable to use ordinary prosthetics. They cause uh, feedback effects, vomiting, fainting, extreme pain, and he can't use them. Even, like, just decorative ones. My favorite line from this section is, uh, A normal artificial arm for you is like wearing clothes on the inside of your body. Of course that would make you so sick as to pass out. That's a good bet. So he's got, like, a ghost arm. Phantom limb, you know what I mean? I was immediately like, oh, this is this must be related to how he does like um exorcisms or whatever, is because he can touch intangible things with his uh ghost hand. Yes. Yes, that is what's happening. I didn't like I had I still hadn't clocked the fact that he's using Kaye's dog arm uh mm-hmm. for this, but yes, that is that is exactly how it's framed. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting. The idea that like his natural state now is minus this arm and he just cannot uh 
replace it. It's yeah. like interesting. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of it besides it's like a uh like this like little puzzle box for the reason why he can use uh the the dog arm to kill uh demon possession. Kill is strong. Kill demon possession. Oh, not yes, kill the demon yes, possessed. Yes. Um, but yeah, he can like use his left arm in his mind, but uh, he, because it's intangible, it can interact with tangible things, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera. So you're saying he could grab the Holy Grail with it? He could take the Holy Grail for sure. Um, he could uh, open a gate to the other side. I've been reading a lot of other side picnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a book like forever ago where a girl uh, who's missing a hand opens a door to another world using that hand. I think it was a door in a painting, something like that. I don't remember what that was. Anyway. It's close to... Um, it's like not uncommon. This is like not uncommon. What's series about the, the uh, people who have animals with them? Called Demons, Golden Compass. Oh, oh, yeah, the Golden Compass. Uh, his is it his Dark Materials? Yeah, is that what it is. Yes, that's an interesting book. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it very well, but I do remember God dies. Does God die in the third book? I, no. I don't remember the third book very well. But I weird. that was how his yeah. Uh, the uh uh that series is how i got introduced to fan fiction or someone someone using that series described to me okay what if you didn't like the ending now you could go find someone writing a different ending for it that's fan fiction (laughs) that's really funny so let's see we got all this arm backstory yep now we kind of know how that works uh, the next day, Arika calls Mihaya and tells her not to get too involved in whatever's going on because he's figured out that y- Yukio is living in that factory. He just didn't find him. Mm-hmm. Mihaya passes right by it, so he's a little worried. He's got to go see Kaie. He's a little late. And uh, on the way, he spots the cops. Love this instinct. Jumps in the bushes <laughs> the second he sees cops. But uh, unfortunately, Mato's got like supervision, not literally, but uh, has cops like drag him out of the woods. She does seem to have uh, Arika vision. Yes. She's like, I could pick you out of a crowd. She did, a, she did say a, thousand a one-armed white-haired boy. I could spot at like a thousand <laughs> feet. Yeah. From a mile away. Uh-huh. You're not subtle. Please don't act weird in front of the cops because you don't have a real job and you will get thrown back in prison. <laughs> so, um, Tonamato or Tomato. That's a dumb. He does not, uh, he does wait, not dare to call her Tomato to her face. Yes. He does repeatedly in his internal monologue to the extent that there was at least one time when it was like, did you say that out? No, that was okay. Mm-hmm. That was in your mind. Uh, I, do, I do have a note that's car mentioned. <laughs> Nasu's just like Hiroboshi. He's like Hiroboshi, but only for that one car, one yeah. red sports car. Uh, it is also very funny that like red is the color Nasu uses to denote like kind of strong, abrasive woman. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes, my my note first note on her is she's hot and mean. Yep. Uh-huh. Mato calls him Shozai. 
which uh, is a misreading of the kanji in his name that I think she's just like dunking on him or like being like slightly rude to him with. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, she is a public security special agent. Uh, she is like specially dispatched here. She's so high oh. up that like e- only the police of uh, chief of police could like even talk back to her. He says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like really career driven and uh, sadistic. That's how he describes her, basically. I do like this part where she says that uh, his face makes her feel like she's being laughed at by the animals in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really she's funny dunk. So rude, rude. Ugh. I can't speak today. It's a funny dunk. Yes, no, it is very funny. Oh, and uh, she's part of the coffin department. Hmm. This is not as cool as the burial agency. Burial agency just sounds cooler. Yes. So her job is to round up agonist disorder victims and uh, treat them, not kill them. Probably not kill them, but uh, she really wants to shoot someone. Yeah, she loves shooting people. Well, okay. She loves to shoot people. She loves guns. Mm -hmm. She loves her job more. Mm -hmm. But... If she could, uh, if someone kills someone, then it's fine for her to shoot people. She's a lot more competent than Nasu, like, real police officers are. Yeah. As opposed to, like, uh, the church aren't really police officers, right? But they are cops. Uh, but she's, she's a little too real at times. Like, when she's like, if I could invent an excuse, I would love to kill some disabled people. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, it's a bit, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> It is very funny that Nasu, uh, like, brought cops into the story and then was like, don't worry. I know that they suck, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's also, she also hates field work. She doesn't like doing this at all. She's just, mm-hmm. like, thought this would be a fun, like, a quick way to get promoted and turned into a quagmire. Yes. And she's also his, like, uh, she's acting as um, Arika's, like, case manager, basically. Uh, I, yeah because she was involved somehow when he got attacked by his sister yeah and uh she knows that he in some way can help her with the possessed and kind of bullies him into it and thus is in charge of him kind of de facto she protects him from the regular police yeah. in exchange for forcing him to do her bidding case manager feels too official yeah she's kind of she's extracting protection money in the form of his help with her cases yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says that Protect he is not possessed, but close enough that it's a problem, and she would love to just put him back in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks nonstop about how hot she is. I didn't. He says it, like, a lot during okay. the segment. Not nonstop, but he does mention it a lot. Uh, we know his, t- his types. is <laughs> hot, mean femboy and hot, mean butch. <laughs> Not, uh, not Kohai. No. She shows him some pictures of, uh, uh, vomit left behind by Yukio. Apparently, uh, Yukio's stomach acid is, like, uh, super acidic. Et cetera, et cetera. Stomach acid in general is very acidic. This is more the so than usual, is how they are framing this. Like, it's burning a hole through the floor. Yeah, if you could get your stomach acid out of out of your stomach i think and it would 
burn a hole through the right, I'm going to jump ahead a bit. It can melt bullets as they strike him. Okay, strike Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I mean, those are lead. They melt easily. Yes, but they don't do damage because they melt as they are hitting. This is not yes, normal stomach is, acid. This is dumb. Um. So, hey, Fan, have you ever heard of the vague mashup of anorexia and bulimia? Yes. I, uh... They do make a distinction later? But yes. this part does not. Which uh, does make me... This is one of those things that is like, is this the translation? Just like mm -hmm. choosing a, a like, the, there's not a direct translation for the word being used. And so one is chosen, but uh -huh. does seem kind of like, yeah. Okay, so here's my arc with Yukio. Oh, it's someone who's eating a lot of things. This is going to be like an extended fat, gross thing. Uh, like the gross thing about fat people. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that they weren't gendering Yukio. And I was like, Oh, so uh, even though even though you would think that the fat person would be a boy, this is going to be a girl, right? Mm. And then we get the thing about anorexia, and I was like, oh, a hundred million percent, this is a girl. And then he starts calling Yukio he, and I was like, I know that this is going to be a girl, but you are, I'm going to trust you <laughs> and use he pronouns. And then later on, we're going to get the surprise reveal, like, whoa, that was a, that big fat monster was a girl? Uh-huh. This sucks. Yeah. This all sucks. Yep. This sucks big time. Uh-huh. I don't like this. It's not good. Um, I both have like um I am fat and I have my family has eating disorders running in it, and I don't like any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like for also I have like depression and shit running in my family, all sorts of mental illnesses, right? And most of that stuff doesn't bother me, but the like the like grotesque glee around uh like fatness in store in this story and stories like this just really bothers me i don't like this the yes this is uh it's boring yes there's nothing interesting being done here he's just gonna call yukio a meatball a bunch mm -hmm. it's like this is a this is like a uh like bad devil may cry like rip off like villain <laughs> it yes it feels very like having not read but any of his books but having listened to just king things mm -hmm. this is like oh yes this is a stephen king yeah character <laughs> she's even like is gonna do like barks like a like low rent video game boss later uh-huh anyway it's bad is this is like uh where things started to turn around again i was kind of like riding high and like Mato was like I wasn't sure what to do with Mato and then like the fat stuff started coming back and I was like oh I, okay uh huh so Fuso Yukio was being home treated at home for pretty severe anorexia for four years ran away a month ago her mom doesn't want her back mm -hmm. great we get some stuff about anorexia they keep doing this thing where it's like, um, oh, mental illness like anorexia changes the way that you like perceive your own body and makes it so you can't trust your senses. So in order to like be able to live and be healthy, you really need the love and support of the people around you. And clearly Yukio was not getting that this, but also uh, it's all kind of her fault, too. 
I know I know part of this is because Attica is being a dick, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well it's threading this stuff. Yes. Or Yes. And uh, Yeah, yeah. As always, there's the added complication of is the translation like that's fair. Uh removing some ambiguity or mm-hmm. like subtlety. Yeah. Um yeah, it's one of these things where it's like, um, anyway, Yukio's eating a lot of dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of dog, um, but, uh, disappeared a week ago and hasn't been seen since. And there's not a lot of dogs left in the town. Or, yeah, those that are left are, are safely kept inside. Yukio has been breaking into people's houses to get the dog. <laughs> Yes, yeah, just, but they they do make a note of like the dogs have been more secure. <laughs> the dogs are secured <laughs> in a windowless room in the center, like it's a like a storm is coming. Mato uh, hands over a bunch of evidence about uh, Yukio and tells him to deal with it. Uh, she uh, oh to talk to Kaye about it. She doesn't like talking to Kaye because the vibes are so bad in that <laughs> room, and Arika can only stand to be around Kaye because he has uh, no uh, self defense instincts uh-huh. anymore. Which is kind of funny. He is having none of this, and she's like, "Well, you know, I do have the power to acquit your sister." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do whatever you want." <laughs> the way he talks about it is like she's going to like destroy half of Japan. <laughs> His yeah. reaction is like, oh, I would rather die than have her get out, which is very funny. It seems counterintuitive for Mato to let her out, but she doesn't actually have to follow through on this because he will immediately fold. Yes. This is what he means by uh, it's not fear that's gone away. Things he thinks are scary are still scary, he says. Yeah. Uh, so he's terrified of her. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though he has no self-defense instinct, that old fear still functions. Yes. Cut to him with Kaye. Kaye is having fun. Uh, I like this. At least uh, someone is. <laughs> yes. I like this uh, like visual image where uh, the way that Arika describes uh, the prosthetics when Kaye is using them as if, is as if they are like normal limbs wrapped in like black silk. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's pretty. Uh, we get some more details on what happened. Yukio was shot five times by a police officer who kind of lost it. Uh, but yes, he melts bullets as they touch him. And so uh, would melt a knife if you tried to stab him and all of this stuff. This is wild. This is very goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a funny bit where Kaye's laughing at Mato for trying to get approved for flamethrowers and being turned down. We also get the. Is Mato a doctor? Is Mato a doctor? There's something. Uh, Kaye was like, oh, this detail. This report is so detailed. Is this person a doctor? And they're talking about Mato. And she was at the hospital in a white coat with a chainsaw. I was oh, right. There yeah, was a mad say, doctor. Oh, the involved. first time that I that I saw her, she was. Yeah. How do. White coat, a chainsaw in one hand and a pistol in the other? No, 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 no. That's no, that's thing. different. Her, her white coat was bloodied and she had a chainsaw, chainsaw at the hospital. One hand. But okay. the first time he ever saw her, I think, was when she showed up in his room, showed up and beat the shit out of his little sister oh, with dual just... pistols. <laughs> dual pistols. Um. Anyway. 
she's an action movie hero is also the thing she's like uh i need to take the law into my own hands you know what are you looking at oh no sorry he's saying arika is this person really a doctor yeah like as in she pretends to be i don't think that she actually is is the vibe why does she have a white coat in the i don't think she is either but this is just like a weird uh weirdly worded segment possibly again translation um the the idea of mato uh uh like kickboxing like gun kataing uh adika's like weird broken jawed little sister is very funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) also Real demons can't change a human body this much. That's weird. Kaye hates fakes. Yes. And uh, the the important thing here is that fakes refer to an actual sickness that afflicts people, and the real thing is fantasy world demons to Kaye. Yeah. This is the joke. Uh-huh. We're going to get a little more about, about uh, Agnes Disorder again. There's a lot of like dense stuff about how or like what causes it, right? But uh, brain receptors and like, yeah, yeah. There's like a thing that's like oh, transmitters. We don't know actually how, directly how how it works, but there is like a, a thing that is secreted that damages your neuro your like neural receptors, and uh, it put it puts you into a state of pain, which causes a feedback loop that causes you to like get worse. To the point where your body like supernaturally ch- starts to change shape in order to resist the uh like the thing that is hurting you, yeah, basically, yes. Also, we throw in that it is a uh, something about immortality about it being immortality here, yeah, which is a really funny like Nasuism. It's like, oh yes, of course, the thing that is bad is also somehow immortality, even though that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, yeah, genetic virus that is like a demon trying to approach God. Yes. Um, Whatever that means. What raises demons and human beings... Uh, oh, yeah, this is poorly worded. Demon possession is a secondary tumor that arises only in those with a sickened mind and a sickened environment. Or sickened hearts in sickened environment. Which, again, getting back to... Yeah. There's, like... This both goes out of its way to say... We're not really talking about mental illness but we are kind of talking about mental yeah. illness or like mental illness causes a second worst thing to happen yes um alright yeah Arika is also doing he does this like classic Nagnasi thing where he's like I'm kind of a dick and I don't care about people but secretly I'm a kind hearted person <laughs> you know what I mean this is, yes, this is general, like, anime boys. I can, yes, I can, no, I can, I can also make that. Uh, yes, 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 sorry. I'm not saying that Asu invented this. We also get a thing from uh, Kanke Tsukihime. Uh, is it is it crime if it's your nature? Or who's at fault if it's your nature? This mm. is this is, old. this is everything but fate stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, basically... Arika is doesn't want to get involved with Yukio because he doesn't think that eating dogs is that bad. Mm-hmm. And as long as he doesn't kill, or as long as she, I keep again, they refer to him as he a lot, so I put it in my notes a lot. 
uh, as long as Yukio doesn't kill any humans, why should Arika stop her? Mm-hmm. Right. This is also Mato's uh, like reasoning where she's like, if if she kills someone, I can just shoot her to death. Yeah. I don't know how you would manage that given the bullets don't work thing, but you know. It's pretty clear. Arika makes it pretty clear that if the police like actually did, were not being held back by red tape of pu- like public opinion, they could just shoot these people to death, which is yeah. in- interesting. Well, yeah, is again interesting in that this is directly in opposition to the rest of Nasu's work, where police are incompetent or ineffectual, y- useless. Yeah. Yes, uh, but the other thing is. The, the the other thing is, yes, that would be very efficient, but it is the wrong thing to do is mm-hmm. also how it's being portrayed here. It's not like it's not like a cop movie where it's like, oh, if only we didn't have laws, we could just kill people for justice sake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like someone is saying that and everyone else is like kind of edging away uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. So. He thinks that Yukio is just trying to survive, eating to survive. And that's not really a bad thing. Kaye is like, don't you think it's weird that she's only eating fucked up stuff? Like, she's breaking into people's houses. Couldn't she, like, eat their food, not their dog? It's clearly something else is going on here. What Kaye is saying is that it's going to lead up to her eating people. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. So Arika is like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go deal with this. I, I have enough people telling me to go do it. No, I'm going to go do it. He tries to call Mihaya. Uh, she does not answer. The bit is that, uh, oh, I forget when this happens. Mihaya left him a message saying that she found Yukio and is going to go hang out with him. <laughs> yes. Basically. Then when he tries to call Mihaya to check on her, uh, Yukio answers the phone, breathing heavily, and she screams for help in the background. Yes. Mm-hmm. He goes back to Kaye and is like, give me, your, give me the, the left arm and a fruit knife. Uh, let's see. There are only fruit knives here. <laughs> there are only fruit knives here. This is... Humans are reborn every second, John. Stage girls <laughs> are reborn every second. Arika, the stage girl. Butai Shoujo. Arika calls Mato for help. She is like practically a prefecture over eating ice cream, which is very <laughs> funny. She's at, she's at like a tourist location. Just like hanging out. Yeah. He's like, can you, can you like come help and she's like no not really until i get back but i'll hurry up mm-hmm. he also says this is his third demon exorcism the second is was the the head turning yeah yeah yeah. because he had clearly done that before mm-hmm. or done something like that before it doesn't seem like his sister is number one because it seems like he's pretty worried that she's still possessed yeah not really a hundred percent sure on that but maybe it is just her mm-hmm Maybe she's just going to relapse or something. Who could say? Maybe she's just hungry for the other arm. Give it to her. Yeah. Emotos deserve the world. <laughs> Adika breaks into the factory again. He is able to wear this other pro- this prosthetic for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't bother him in the same way. Although... He does talk about it being like basically a lump of unidentified like material that does not have any seams or move. 
Yes. Uh, of course it wouldn't. The blood isn't running in it yet. It's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. pretty metal. He uh, gets a call from Mato as he's like skulking around, tries to answer it, and then gets, I think, tased in the back of the neck? Something happens. Unclear. Yeah. He, something, is, something hard is pressed into the back of his neck. It sounds like sparks, and then he collapses. Yeah. It seems like it was a taser. Or stun gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah stun gun. Sorry. He's dragged off and sat down in a chair. Uh, he wakes up, tied up, and uh, the room is filled with like dog corpses and security camera footage, or uh, screens. Uh, there's some stuff about how disgusting Yukio is. Um of how fat she is mm-hmm. uh she's so fat she's barely human uh or not human anymore as it were classic classic um yukio is eating something that used to be human but he can't tell if it's uh mihaya or not yeah but her cell phone is lying on the ground it's really funny that you talk that you refer to her as mihaya because he Aside from... I usually refer to people as their first name, as once I know it. Right, yeah. He just never uses that for her. No, well, it comes up sometimes, but he never... He, he When he's talking to her, he always uses a Tsuranui. Yeah. Anyway. I just, every time I'm like, who's me? Oh, oh. Um, yeah, this stuff is like, I don't know, food, horror, cannibal stuff. It's bad it's bad she's like poor like okay the other thing is like this like who's the who's the real victim here stuff it's like i know it's bad that yukio is eating people Mm -hmm. but this like uh like bit where they go back and forth between uh is mental illness uh the fault of the people around you who have failed you or is it your fault for not being stronger or at least admitting that you're not strong how would admitting that she's not strong have helped her <laughs> um but anyway she like it, pours vinegar on him while like monologuing like a like a low tier like boss in a hack and slash game or the yeah the the stuff around strength very much feels like a kind of you have to accept your lot in life mm-hmm. and hey maybe if you get lucky when you're reborn you'll have a better life yeah, I don't uh, like this. But the real the real problem is like struggling against where you are now. See, this is a fundamental like problem that I have with Nasu. Yeah. And I know that this is also a fundamental problem that I have with Buddhism. <laughs> yes. Because that doesn't help right now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't help the people who are suffering now. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that it's hard to imagine a world in which uh this girl uh didn't end up this fucking miserable but wouldn't it be nice if you could even just like imagine the idea that she could have been helped Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm not a big reincarnation person i don't think waiting for your next i'm also not a big heaven person right i don't think that waiting for your next beautiful life either here or in heaven is like worthwhile yeah um so yes, yeah, so this is a friction that I have with Nazi stuff is that um, the the villains are always the people who are trying to change the world uh, because they've gone too far. And the idea that you can change the world for good without disrupting things is like 
either bad or uh like a fun theoretical thing that will never ever come to pass meaningfully mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's happening here again anyway uh it's cool and gross when she tries to cut his uh head open so that she can pull his brain out and eat it <laughs> that's like a fun little horror thing yeah uh let's see uh Arika starts doing his cool guy monologue because he's so mad that his eyes have changed color and the black dog thing is happening again there's a kind of imparsable action sequence um uh and he gets some sick dunks on this girl <laughs> and then uh what else even happens oh yeah he has to make himself pass out so that the dog can do stuff yeah and then the dog tries to eat uh yukio and then he chops his arm off before it can do it yeah and this has solved the problem somehow yes it is again it is like it is interesting that god is brought up so much Uh in this because like god doesn't exist in nasu work Mm -hmm. like the the capital G God does yeah. not exist. Um, and so, yeah, like demons is such an interesting thing for him to play with because. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, just because like that's not a thing that he usually. Yeah, there's interesting stuff about how like uh, demons as they are in like Christian mythology doesn't really like can't like properly grow roots in japan because mm-hmm. japan is not this is the thing that nasu seems to think that uh japan is a lot more secular than it is or he thinks it's like so secular that uh uh it's basically an atheist country i don't know that that's like true necessarily does he he said this comes up a few times right like um uh church people call japan an atheist country in uh tsukihime and it comes up here too um where he's like oh it's so secular that you're they're missing something that would allow supernatural things to properly exist this comes up in other stuff i feel like too though yeah but he also does talk about like oh but like dog possession Mm -hmm. wouldn't have worked as a a thing because of uh because of shintoism Mm -hmm. (laughs) um let's see Oh, uh, Schrodinger cat mansion. Of course. Uh, I just brought that up because there's a bit where uh, he contrasts God as the embodiment of perfection, omnipotence, and omniscience uh, with demons as the phenomenon of absurdity, human knowledge, and powerlessness, mm-hmm. which is good. Interesting. It's um, it's kind of fun how convoluted the... Um exorcism is mm-hmm. uh i guess i could say like i'm complaining a lot about how impossible some of these scenes are um but it is like it's fun that the thing that i was expecting or the thing that would be the easiest thing he uses his ghost hand to stick it in his in their head and pull out the demon or whatever is not what's happening now, he has to like a, get an arm <laughs> from someone else put it on get it working by like getting blood into it somehow by getting excited then it turns into a dog then the dog eats whatever and then he has to cut it off the arm to stop it 
right before it finishes eating the person. Yeah. And then it somehow takes care of the demon possession, but doesn't kill them. And then it turns back into an arm, and then he doesn't have an arm anymore. Yes. Uh, it's, like, fun how many steps that is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then, because of the uh, amnesia plot uh, thing, he blacks out, and then it cuts to, like, some time later, and he, he's, like, missing time again. Uh, I feel like of all of the stuff that's going on with him, the, the like, daytime amnesia is the most annoying. Hmm. Or it doesn't, like... I don't know that it's doing much for me, parentheses, positive. <laughs> it seems like uh, it just makes talking to him more complicated yeah uh-huh yeah it because like i i also thought it was like a split personality thing and we would have like two versions of him or something mm-hmm. but instead he just like loses information constantly which is like totally fine as like a thematic thing but as like a mechanical thing it's used to just like obfuscate information in a kind of a like arbitrary feeling way a lot yeah like a lot Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think it's that interesting. I guess that's what I'm getting. It, it, it would be more interesting if it was like the main thing with him, not like the fifth thing. Mm-hmm. He comes to, he's missing seven pages worth of notes. He doesn't remember what was happening. I think that was all during the day, right? The showdown with Yukio. Yes. Yeah. He heads to Nebula, and who's there? Uh, his annoying not girlfriend. <laughs> Mihaya is fine. I was like expecting this right um at the end i was like i guess she's dead i don't know this feels like the kind of thing where she's fine though she's fine that's fair i was like oh that's it's an interesting like stakes setting thing right is like if she was dead this is a series where like characters can be introduced and they seem important but they're destined for yeah uh, yeah, yeah. tragic death Mm-hmm. Uh, or you get what this is which is like oh no she's fine she's fine um that's fine i, I like her enough that yes I was, like, I was like oh i'm so glad that she's <laughs> uh, I, uh i was hoping she was still alive she's too annoying to die <laughs> she has another new cell phone uh-huh. uh yeah she just got scared because yukio was big and scary and she ran away um yeah, he doesn't remember the fight at all or that she was dead. He just has a vague feeling that she was dead and is kind of surprised to see her. And, oh, right, I forgot. He smashed his phone in, like, a cool guy rage moment. Uh, and so he needs a new phone. So he takes her gaudy orange cell phone. Well, yeah, he already has it. but Yeah, but he's like, can I keep this? Yeah. Yeah. Section three. Are you ready, Fen? You want to say it with me? That was section 2.8, by was, the way. Uh, yeah, my section headings disappeared at some point. I had to, like, reconstruct them. Section 3. Junk the Eater. <laughs> I think I liked it more when it was just J the E and it was impersonable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the part where I was like, I have how much of this left? You had, like, five pages or something. Yes, but I thought it was over at the end of that. And then I was like... Still going, huh? I'm like ready to be done. The Yukio stuff kind of put me off. Yeah. Arika is summoned by Kaye for questioning. Uh, Arika, by destroying the memo and not remembering any of it, has ma- made it so that no one can get any useful information out of him, which is pretty it's funny. Really it's funny. a funny uh, like thing to do. Uh-huh. Yukio is not dead, but is no longer possessed, but is not normal. 
Yes. I I wonder if she's still sweating acid. Probably not, right? Does that guy's neck go back to normal because he's not possessed? I don't know. Well, but again, this is the thing of like... Yeah, he he has said multiple times, like, if you get possessed by a demon, even if it gets exercised, you, you can't go back to normal yeah, society. Like and it's like, up, but... is that a, you've realized how awful normal society is? Or is that a, like, oh, no, you're still, like, kind of weird? Now we get a bit that uh, Kaye's limbs are made out of human emotion. Mm-hmm. This is why the dog is hatred, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's made of hatred. All the other limbs have a different emotion associated with them. This is uses emotion to give Kaye a human form, something like that. I don't know. This yeah. bit is also kind of like impossible to me. Yes. Um, Kaye seems like his goal is to get Adika to eat people with the arm because in some way he benefits from that. Um, instead of just stopping partway through yes. but um but Arika doesn't, oh, and the arm, doesn't want that guilt on his conscience so the reason that the arm didn't activate until later is because it's hatred so he needs to be he needs to hate someone for it to work mm-hmm. um something like that that's why when he when he got into his like cool guy rage mode uh it transformed and all that stuff and now we're going to get some more stuff about anorexia and compulsive eating and the like little fun gotcha of why this was the way it was and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the fear underlying this was not fear of becoming fat. It was fear of starving because she was starving herself because of the anorexia. Mm-hmm. Right. So the anorexia is not actually directly the cause um it's like a secondary condition from uh being afraid of what the mental illness was doing to her mm-hmm. and then the reason that she was eating unusual meats is because she was trying to find something that wouldn't make her fat when she ate it and so the only option was to eat things that you wouldn't normally eat like dog and people mm-hmm. uh okay sure uh kaya gives us some like weight loss advice <laughs> Like, how to eat healthy. Yeah. And uh, then... uh, (sighs) I was like, oh, okay, finally we can put this behind us. We've got one more. We've got that other gotcha moment. You know what I mean? Yes. But uh, we get some more stuff about how his memory loss works. Um, Well, this is where we actually get how his memory loss works. Yes. Yeah, well, we've we've known vaguely that it exists, but not how the function of it is. Or yeah, again, I I didn't know that it was memory loss. Yeah, I thought it was like Basically oh, to clarify yeah. that things need to be communicated between. Uh huh. So this is yeah. He just doesn't make permanent memories. Yeah. Uh, during the day, Kaye wants to hang out, but he's wearing all four limbs, and four limbed Kaye is too much for him to handle. So uh, he he wants to leave. Uh, the memory loss also is a symptom of uh, the arm eating, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's connected, but... TBD. TBD. Uh, we get the thing about how he writes nothing big on most of his memo pages. Uh, we get some stuff about how Adika's like, oh, I just want to live 
easy, have live easy. And Kaye like nitpicks about what that means and whether or not he's actually okay with his situation. He seems pretty clearly not okay with his situation. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, re- fake demons only take. Real demons do a give and take bargain thing. Like Kaye. Mm. Uh, now, he got some money from Kaye for dealing with this. I'm not really clear where this money is coming from, but... Uh, yeah. Mato involved? Why did Mato take money the first time? take away money for the first time if she's paying him why would kaye have it why would kaye be paying him if the thing that kaye wants is for him to use the dog to eat people and he doesn't do that who's paying him where's this money coming from good question then i yeah i don't know that we'll ever find out yeah right he wants to eat um and then we get a section cut to in between uh, the end of the fight and him finding out Mihaya was still alive. Section 2.7. Uh, Mato shows up. He smashes up his old phone. We get the bit about Yukio being a girl, but she was unrecognizable because she's so fat. Mm-hmm. This makes me mad. I hate this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a classmate in high school of his, I guess. But whatever. Well, no, she was at the same high school. But oh. she's younger. Oh, is she? Because that's what the the oh some like help me senpai is her. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But that would mean that she knows him. Yeah. Yes. Which he went to the he had talked with her before because right there's a there's a note earlier where he's like oh be careful of vinegar. Mm-hmm. Something about Yukio eating. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, he during the day at some point he talked to her, mm-hmm. and then. Do you usually call someone senpai if you didn't actually go to school with them? Well, she went to the same school. Do you though? That seems weird. I mean, like they might have been in school at the same time, but anyway, she's this not is a, equivalent. Yeah. Uh, I know she's not his age. That's the important thing. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, he just dis- and he like destroyed his memo for some reason. Yeah. Doesn't want to remember it. Uh mad about Mihaya. I don't know. Unclear. J the E dot N. <laughs> Hopefully the next stuff is better. Yeah, like how do you feel about that? I think basically what you have written down that the like there are interesting parts and again it, it like not having read any of his work it feels like uh, uh Stephen King like oh this is really Go insensitive uh-huh. uh, uh thing but I guess it's scary so yeah it's like I understand um I like exploitation horror sometimes you know what i mean Uh, maybe this is just me being picky because i don't like uh the fat jokes i find this a really uninteresting form of exploitation horror um because like people hating fat people is just constant and unending in all piece like media you don't need to like do a special thing about it in horror yes um but it's interesting to 
to think of this in terms of it being Nasu like uh, just doing something for fun and not as part of like the broader type moon stuff. Mm-hmm. Because what he basically does is the same thing, except I feel like he needs an editor bad. Yes. It's yeah. like not different than K and K, really. Right? You know what I mean? Even K and K has a compulsive eating compo- like uh, por- compo- component to it. Uh, with the with the fake shiki. Oh right, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and like weird gender stuff around anorexia, and mm-hmm. it's like not part of the Nasuverse. But if you told, like, again, if you told me that the Mages Association existed, sure, yeah, it's part of the Nasuverse. It really doesn't like it's not that different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh it's not really incompatible with K and K. Oh. So it's funny that he just like, re- truly, all Nasu wants to do is write this, write the same stuff that he's been writing this whole time. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you like know. some of yes, uh, I am. A lot of this is like, well, I guess we'll see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I do think um, the old truism of I wish I could see Nasu write something not part of uh, the fate universe. Uh, I think a lot of people who would say that don't don't want to see that because <laughs> it's just more of the same or more of uh, the stuff that people don't like in K and K and Tsukihime anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found some parts of it interesting. I like some of the characters. Uh, I'm really glad that we got the uh, grotesque obesity uh, storyline out of the way really quick. Mm-hmm. Although uh, com- eating is going to be a compul- like part of this going forward, huh? Because uh, his little sister also ate people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of eating going on for both sustenance and not. Eating's fine. I just don't want to like have to listen to how the Nasu describe how disgusting this poor fucking girl looks. Mm-hmm. I know she was eating people, but this just sucks. Yes. You got anything else to say about it? No. What I might next time. It's a real roller coaster experience. We are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. I'm going to have to edit this podcast right after we finish. And Same. that sucks. <laughs> um, I want to eat something. Yeah, I want barbecue real bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we say at the end, Ben? Where can people find you? You got to do the Abnormal Mapping Network thing first. I did. I said that. Oh, you don't want to talk about any other shows? I'm so tired. Ben's so tired. We spent all our energy bickering about dumb stuff. I'm so sorry. I don't blame you. I'm not blaming you. I was doing it. I was doing it too. We were both doing it. Sorry if this is a weird one. We're recording like right before we have to post it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm Ben Ends. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can follow me tweeting about Reckless Sympathy, my visual novel at Doom Gender. I tweet about it on both, but Doom Gender is, I don't know. Doom Gender has more followers and Ben Ends has less followers. Do with that what you will. Ben, where can people find you on the internet? Type fennec.moe into a dress bar. That'll take you somewhere fun. Will you can it? also. Where are you going? You'll see. You could do it right now if you wanted to. Uh, you can also find me at moonarchive.art. That's where you can find the show. 
Monarchive.art slash schedule for um for a list of what we've covered and what we're going to cover. Type fennec.moy into <laughs> dress bar right now. Um Monarchive.art slash Yuri, I think, for stuff we've covered during Yuri Tea Time. I'm glad that that got you, Ben. It did get me. Um What else? What? I'm just really distracted now. <laughs> uh, I guess in that case... Oh, next time. Next time. Next time we're doing... Uh, um, next time we're doing something for All Together Jam. At Summer's End. At Summer's End. Interesting. Another visual novel. Surprise, surprise, given it's a visual novel translation jam. Um, so we're doing At Summer's End, we're doing... What else are we doing? I don't think we're doing anything else. Nothing else? Yeah. Cool. We should have it a guest again. Catherine's coming back, right? I think so. What was it? Summer's End? At Summer's End. We're going to skip Yuri Tea Time? Well, that's a, that's a Yuri Tea Time. Well, that's going to be our only Yuri Tea Time. Um, we're still getting into the swing oh, thing. You know what we're gonna do, Ben? Is we're gonna talk about the next season of anime. Okay, right. Dungeon Meshi and um, Dungeon Meshi, Yubisaki to Renren, and Metallic Rouge oh, okay. are mostly you. Wow. Yes, two of those are me. Wow. Dungeon Meshi, we're watching with them, right? Okay. Oh, that's two cores. Dungeon Meshi. Yeah. Of course it is. You kidding me? Yeah, we're just... Oh, right. We're doing... Well, let's do just the two hands. Hands L and hands R. <laughs> Great. And we'll save the final chapter of um, this novel for next time. I think okay. it's pretty short. Sounds great. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. hit record please know that anything you say from here on out will be preserved for the rest of eternity
I hate, I hate how many new lines you put in documents. What do you mean? I just like I'm I'm a real new line hater. I I want as few new lines as are strictly necessary. Oh, you mean between sentences? Yes, one maximum. Okay, are you ready? One day, let's meet in the digital sea. Am I ever ready? Welcome. Ready for anything that's coming for us. To Fate Moon Archive. 